on the live stream that NetherRealm was doing, I still want to say midway even after all these years, saying like, oh, why is she Asian? Like, bitch, Katana's always been Asian. Why is Katana Asian? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I say this as a white person. Fuck white people, man. (laughs) I mean. We're ruining shit for everybody. That that shit. (laughs) Blake says he's heading here to Shaq Channel 5. I'll believe it when I hear it. So there's a lot of Shaq news today. Yeah. There's a whole lot of Shaq news that happened today. Let's look at the front page. Yeah. You got that Ozzy hands-on with Ancestors, the Humankind Odyssey. Did you see that? I did see that. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, we got 24 minutes of gameplay there. And then you got Iron Rain uh, EDF, that review by Blake. Who's I tra- missed his review. I'll have to check that out. Should read his review because I think it's fair. Okay. Uh, and to spoil the score, he did give it an eight out of ten. That um, sounds fair for Blake because I know he's a super fan. He is a super fan, but at the same time, it's like, yeah. Objectively, it's the best graphics that have ever been in a. EDF. Oh yeah, it's a gorgeous game. And you can do this. You can do that. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I don't know. There's like moments where I was playing it where I was just like, "Damn, yeah, this game actually looks really good." It looks it's a good looking game, <laughs> you know. It so, is. And that's been my biggest gripe with the franchise for, I don't know, at least like four years. Oh yeah, I just like this game looks so old and crappy. <laughs> I can't I can't waste time playing these old crappy games. I love yeah. the shooting mechanic and the blowing up of things. But yeah. This actually looks good while you do it. Yeah. It's fun. I, I, I actually have a really good time playing it, so I don't know. I think it's I think an eight's I, fair. I'm gonna I, come back to it. I definitely will. I, I think, think I should do some multiplayer with you and Blake sometime. That's why we were inviting you to play with us, is that it's really oh. it was probably a few weekends ago when we got the key. It was like Oh. Yeah. And we we're like, Hey, you you gotta try this. Cause yeah. it, when we have six people or five people playing it. Yeah. It's a whole different experience. It's a lot more fun. It, you know, the way I describe it is if you don't have someone there to revive you, mm-hmm. it sucks. Yeah. That game can be really tough by yourself. But you add five other people who can revive you, yeah. and suddenly that game becomes like, I don't know, just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Because like, we had three dudes driving around in a truck. You know, and then, like, <laughs> I'm out there shooting stuff. I'm, I'm doing the jetpack thing. With, yeah. You put a jetpack in the game, I'm going to like it. For sure. You know, so there's there's elements of it. Oh, there he is. Oh, sorry. I got, I went, I, so I went to your room, and they were doing a live stream, and then Chris started asking me questions <laughs> about the, the subject. What what subjects? Of the podcast? Uh, No. Uh, we were talking about glitches and exploits, and mm-hmm. whether or not I thought they were good. I said I thought they were entertaining. Mm-hmm. They're not a good thing, Blake. They're a great thing. Exactly. I love I love finding little things in games, little ways to. If not for glitches and exploits, like GDQ wouldn't exist. We would miss out on all that great content. Honestly. Yeah. No, I I thought that meme was funny this week though. The <laughs> you you not only cheated the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's. I think it highlighted some of the greatest glitches, you know, like the Mario 64 ones. Yeah. 
uh, I, I watched a, a it was a former world record of super it was punch out yeah uh, Mike Tyson's punch out and seeing like okay there was like there's like strategies for each character mm-hmm. there's like rules this is how you do it this is yeah. the best practices for the speed run yeah I love that that exists in games mm-hmm. and glitches allow for that so that's that's super important I yeah think. Um, I mean you know I feel like the Mario Super Mario Brothers series has had the best tricks and glitches and secret hidden things mm-hmm. let me tell you about a little game called ocarina of time mm-hmm. the glitches in that are ridiculous yeah people are still discovering things in ocarina of time mm-hmm. i think nintendo does a really good job of like creating an environment and then a set of rules yeah and letting players do whatever they want in that environment within that set of rules mm-hmm. and if you figure out a way to break their game so be it do you so do you remember the starting area of that game in the forest, you have to get a sword and a shield before the little elf guy will let you back to the mm-hmm. first dungeon. Mm-hmm. And as you move, he tracks you. Well, I remember one of the first exploits I read about for that game, which is you can't do this anymore, or I should say you can't do it if you're playing on an emulator, but if you would, if you, if you move Link against them and slowly move diagonally in one direction so mm-hmm. that you creep, and at the same time lift the cartridge out one side so that it's kind of coming up on one point, Mito will stop moving and you can slip around them. <laughs> the challenge there is if you pull the game out too much, the pins will disconnect and the game will shut off. <laughs> so there you go. That's that's yeah. a great old school glitch yeah. and yeah. hack. That's a hack. People, that's a, a hack. That is. That's beyond the glitch. That yeah. How exactly. Do that out? Yeah. Well, who was, I want to be in that room the day I, they I figured know. that out. The one I used though. Asif, I don't know if you remember this one, if you ever used it. You know how you use the bottle in that game to, like, you would swipe at a fairy or a bug to catch Mm -hmm. it? Well, Link swings the bottle at different speeds depending on what you're swinging at. Yeah. He, like, he swings fastest at blue fire because the story is, oh, I would get burned if I touched this for too long. If you swing the bottle and in mid-swing, if you pause and then equip another item to the C button where the bottle is equipped, the item that you replace the bottle with will become an extra bottle. So you can get more than four bottles in that game. I did that I think, all the time. Uh, all the time. I feel like I did that, yeah. but it's been it's been a while. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't know. That game was so fun. I've forgotten break. more glitches than I could I could tell you about, but the, yeah. uh, the the recent one that I remember in a Mario game was in Odyssey. Uh it's in uh New Donk City. Mm-hmm. Uh and basically you can uh there's like a jump rope competition. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. There's a way where you throw your hat at a NPC and then you you trigger the conversation while not looking at them. Mm-hmm. And that basically freezes time or something. Whoa. And you, you're able to get under, you're able to just jump once and you're above the jump rope when it starts. Really? Yeah. So that that that's one cool. that one came out, and that's why the the high scores on that w- for the time was like whatever the max integer was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On their high score settings was <laughs> oh, what was set, and a bunch of people had tied it. Yeah, and I think Nintendo did go back in and patch that 
because they felt bad because they liked the whole concept of the leaderboard. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. there's like Cooper races in Mario Odyssey where you see how your friends did in yeah. that race and you get competitive with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I look. Uh, I, I that's like the most recent one that I saw. But then, I, yeah, watching that Mike Tyson's one, I was like, holy crap! There's so many things you could do to trigger these. Uh, like I just didn't realize that the the punch out speed runners are all about just uppercut 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 as much yeah. as they possibly can. Yeah. Uh, and there's like frames in which you can trigger it where it's like perfect. Yeah. And then like I go back and try to recreate it on the Switch <laughs> online, and I'm like, nope, it's like milliseconds. Yeah. You know, so that's why I I really do appreciate glitches. Is that it requires such precision, and that's why GDQs are so exciting. Yeah. Uh, when you see like just that roar of a crowd when like when a, a perfect glitch is and, in the applause yeah and yeah it's really cool the only time i don't like that people can take it too far when they completely like one time i watched someone do a speed a speed run of half-life one and to do it they like jumped out of bounds and just ran along like a single wall texture for like 15 minutes yeah that's not entertaining to watch no and also like there's there's one in dark souls where if you fall down a certain pit and save and quit before your death registers you, when you reload your game, you'll be on the other side of the final boss door, which you're not supposed to be able to. You have to like defeat mm-hmm. four other bosses to unlock. And it's like that kind of stuff is cool, but it also I'm not seeing a lot of entertaining gameplay when you do that. Yeah, I, that's why, like I said, a lot of these speed runs when they're entertaining, they have rules still. Yeah, uh, yeah, because there's some exploits that make it not fun to watch. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's. I applaud the people out there that are figuring out these ridiculous things. Man. Uh, but I, the most recent one I remember was that Odyssey, the Odyssey glitch. I, I, I heard about a Division 1 uh, recently. Yeah. That had to do with, like, basically farming a mod, I think. Mm. Uh, and that, that stuff pops up. There's, there's a lot in um, the RE2 remake involving Mr. X. You can really uh, screw with his AI. And those are popular because, as you can imagine, a lot of people are terrified of him and want to do anything they can to just break him, mm-hmm. short of, like, downloading a mod to remove him. So it's kind of cool that, like, the more advanced games get, there's still, like, really fun, basic ways to break them. Yeah. Mr. X. I'm just... Yeah. X will give it to you. Be careful. So how many... Uh, you, you're, you've kind of been speedrunning RE2. Yes. So how how are you doing on your uh, Leon run? Uh, I had to take a break. I haven't played any th- much of anything for like three weeks because I've been so busy. <laughs> but um, before that, like I've I got it down to like roughly just shy of an hour and a half, which is what you need. Mm-hmm. You have to beat it within an hour and a half and without saving if you want S plus rank. So I'm kind of working on that. I still mm. like Claire better, but yeah, I don't know. This is the first game I've ever like enjoyed speed running. It's just really fun. There's something satisfying about finding like the ideal route and manipulating the game. Yeah, you know, I, I've been I've been thinking a lot about Mario Maker, right? Yeah, of and, course. And I think that I'm going to try to create levels that are about doing them as fast as possible. Yeah, like levels that you could beat easily. Yeah, or you could beat really fast if you're excellent at platforming. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to kind of go for. I would dig some, that. I would dig with that. some of my level designs, but I've been. I'm like sitting there and like watching old old playthroughs of other people's levels and like there's an hour and a half game explained video about Super Mario Maker 2 
Really? And it's based on an a minute and a half trailer. <laughs> Those guys of go Super in Mario Maker too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like riveted. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys know their stuff over there. It was so damn good. Yeah. And I'm 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 just eating it up. I'm like, oh my god, yes, hills. The whole ability to control cameras. Yeah. Uh yeah, I there's a lot of stuff I can do where I just I want a balance of my in my levels of fun and challenging. I, I'm looking forward to playing yours. I was actually me. I've been meaning to ask you if you're going to recreate the briefcase levels. At least do briefcase level five because I want to finish it. <laughs> I will. I, it. I will try to recreate briefcase level five. I'm talking pixel perfect. Recreation. I will. Okay. I will try to recreate one to one. one, to one. I will one to one. Here's the problem. So it took me, I don't know, six weeks. Yeah to build that level originally oh yeah now you're super old yeah and <laughs> yeah it took me two weeks to beat the level <laughs> oh that's right because you have to it beat took it me two months this whole thing that's yeah. why that's why it's so hard yeah that's why it's a super expert level that shit takes forever yeah and uh so even if i'm able to recreate it quickly I'm not so confident in my it. ability yeah. to upload it. Yeah. Because I've only beaten that level once. The time you uploaded it. The time I <laughs> uploaded it was the only time I beat that level. Yeah. Because it's hard as fuck. That's a very difficult level. It is. Um, but but yeah. it's, be- it's it's surmountable. Yeah. Like, I think 11 people have now beaten it. Yeah. Which is still less than 0.1%. Yeah. So, super expert. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, I recommend playing it on the Wii U, but no one has it. So I guess I'll have to recreate it. But I, I honestly think I can do things that are much better than that. That, that game is kind of like, or that level I should say is kind of like, uh, I don't know. Like what's a good, uh, you know, the battle toads level where you're on those like speeders. Oh yeah. The turbo tunnel. Yeah. It's like a turbo tunnel. Mm Mm-hmm. Those aren't that fun. <laughs> no, I think briefcase level five. I think it's genuinely fun. Really? Yeah, I did. The only part, the, the part where I would die the most is the um, the part where you would get to the platform and then have to like just let it navigate around the spike spelling mm-hmm. shack news. I think you died the most there. No, because when I was get you- off, I would be. I was so relaxed from the ride that my reflexes had kind of ebbed a bit it does doesn't it yeah i love that son of a bitch it's it's yeah, that's it's devious it's, that's, i lull you into this little yeah. sense of like calm and then there's like a razor blade coming at you and you have to and get I was off not ready for and you it. cannot jump you just have to run oh no there's so many things there that yeah. are just hilarious yeah and then sometimes Sometimes I can't guarantee it. Sometimes the Bowsers, you never made it to the Bowsers, right? No. At the end, you have more than one. There's three oh. giant Bowsers with wings. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to the end of the level, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes the Bowsers Ooh. would shoot the roof off out of their enclosure. Oh, and they would start shooting at you while you were on the Shack News and the Chatty. That never happened to me. I'm glad. Yeah, I tried to build those like with extra blocks to prevent it. Yeah, but they but sometimes. would sometimes if they were aimed up, they yeah. would blow the crap off the roof, and then it became impossible. 
Oh, good. <laughs> I was like, how how could this even happen? <laughs> In my playthrough, I encountered that. So yeah, like, oh. it, uh, and I actually adjusted the level. So you're welcome. Thank you. But yeah, I, I do lull you to sleep a couple times there. And I also have this this one that I just think's like, it's just a nod to Nintendo. Uh, there's a door, right? Mm-hmm. And you get up, it's like a, a wall jump that you get up to this door. And there's two like flamethrowers behind the door. <laughs> and it's timed perfectly. So the flames go Jeez. right when you would be standing there. Man. See, you should recreate this, but use like. Well, do you think you'll use the same like castle background? Hey, Mario Maker Two is adding yeah, some, I, right? Uh, s- briefcase level five is on the the new Super Mario Bros. art style. Yeah, new Super Mario Bros. art style, but the, inside the environment the, type is yeah, castle. It's, I think. It's, yeah, it's inside a castle. Yeah. There's lava. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I would keep it in the castle. I think yeah. I would have to. I probably I probably keep it pretty similar. The airship is will be in this game, right? That's what I'm excited about. Yeah. I might just do a whole series of airship what if you, levels. Oh man! <laughs> because when I think of the airships, I associate those levels with auto scrollers. Uh huh. That would be brutal. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Do not do that. Yeah, those levels are always a little bit tougher because <laughs> you don't want me to auto scroll. <laughs> no, you will, and I'll play it. But it's you don't fine. like auto scroll levels. It. I think that they oh, no, are their own special type of hell, but also like a yeah. fun challenge. Yeah. But you've never played yeah. my kind of auto-scroller. No, I haven't. I, I'm, no. I suspect I will within months. In a couple I'm just months saying, like, maybe my auto-scroller is pretty great. Maybe. I wonder like if you'll be able, be able to scroll horizontally. Were you there when Vertically. they announced oh, the can. Wii U? Were you guys there when they revealed it? Yeah. It was like, a, it was like everyone had... Like just watch somebody get like kicked really hard right in the crotch. Uh, Everyone's like, "Ooh, oh!" The (laughs) Wii U is just sort of dead in the water. I don't Uh, know about that. I was pretty. I I was pretty optimistic about it. I was excited for it, but I'm excited for all this. I I buy all Nintendo products. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, Did you buy a Virtual Boy? I did not. No, my parents did not. They were not having that. Yeah. I didn't understand. I didn't understand the, why the Wii U just wasn't portable, and then the Switch yeah. came along, and I'm like, "This it, is this makes a lot more well, sense." Because Nintendo was, I think, at that time, they were still locked into their like decades old methodology of discrete consoles and handhelds. Like, if you think about it, the yeah. Wii U was this perfect in be- go between for the Switch and the Wii. You know, like it was the next, it was the logical middle step. They just had to like think outside. It the was box. also an evolution of their DS technology mm-hmm. at a time where the DS was super successful. Yeah. The 3DS wasn't as successful, but they still were like into the dual screen and the, and the, the pen input. Yeah. They were, they were in that paradigm. I have wondered what, what would have happened to the switch if the 3DS would have been the, like had a rocket strapped to it the way the DS did right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. No, I, I really look at I look at Switch and I'm like, the biggest downer compared to like what I think was amazing about Wii U and why Super Mario Maker uh, blew up like it did on Twitch and on YouTube was that it it was very tactile. You were able to yeah. hold it in your hands while you were creating and everyone could see what you were creating. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that became really compelling content. It did. I uh, had a lot of fun just watching people make levels. Because, you know, that a lot of streamers would do that. Like, they'd be... They'd hold their gamepad in front of them, but someone else is, like, watching on a TV. So I think that it, that some of that is going to be gone because mm-hmm. just because the Wii U, while weird and quirky and completely unnecessary with so many different features, Mario Maker was built for that completely quirky system. It was, yeah. And it worked. It worked, like, flawlessly because mm-hmm. I love that pen input for Mario Maker. Yeah. It was actually awesome. It was, yeah. And they're moving away from that to like a weapon wheel kind of style. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a whole different feel. Yeah. And it'll still be streamable. People are still going to be creative, but it's not going to have that like touch that you had. Yeah, you really did feel like you were on a const- like a virtual construction site, mm-hmm. placing things by hand. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it, it did have a tactile quality to so, it. So I think that's that's one concern I have. And then the other thing that I think is like a huge opportunity for it, this co-op idea. Mm -hmm. If there's a co-op building mechanic, I think that could be really cool. Uh, But you see, you see Luigi in the trailer. Yeah, and I'm like, that means that means something. Yeah, Mario, let me come take some things with you. I just think he might actually. There might be a two-player component. I think. I, I mean, like. Obviously, it's a sequel, so that's why it's called two. But the fact that they have the number two and Luigi with Mario mm-hmm. means I think they're going to really hit two-player content this time. So yeah. if that happens, and like I have to create levels for people to for two people to yeah, that just that becomes so insane. Yeah, <laughs> the things that you could do. Uh, so I I don't know. I'm really optimistic for that game, but I am also like I I think that that game. Like each Nintendo system has a game where you're like, yeah, this system was designed for this game. Yeah, Mario Maker and Wii U were like designed for each other. They were, and uh, I think Mario sixty four and N sixty four were designed for each other. Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know Mario what you Galaxy want. and the Wii Remote. I, I would also say Zelda Skyward Sword, but that came out so late. Mm-hmm. But it really was like the apotheosis of what they wanted to do. With yeah, that. like one to one sword movement. Yeah, sure. I played this. I'm like, man, it's too bad most people packed up their Wii's like a year and a half ago. But was- I still, I, I think if you're gonna look at the Wii, Wii Sports was like what that thing was designed yeah, for. Yeah, that too. You yeah, know, absolutely. Uh, so I guess what I mean, like, there's each system that they have has this like thing where you're like, yep, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And like, I don't feel like Switch has one thing. I think like Switch is just this amazing device that yeah. does all sorts of things, and it's mm-hmm. inspired by the failures in the Wii U. But at the same yep. time, I wish I could do something where I communicated with two Wii- two Switches. Yeah, and I could have like me, it reminds me of Steam so much, like a portable Steam machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The platform that is de- the eShop is definitely developing into that kind of platform. Yeah, and it has all the poop that yeah, steam would that's have what I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. but i i think uh when it comes to indies yeah like they're they're, no, they're i think that's there. i think that's a actually great way to look at it blake because that makes a lot of sense like now i'm thinking about it like a lot of people complain about all the older games being released on switch but when you think about it that's one of the appeals of pc gaming right you can still download games from like 1999 on steam and play them and know, now the switch has that you can go get those old games and play them on a modern system here's the thing that people aren't realizing about it though is 
a lot of PC gaming, a lot of gaming in general, is not marketed towards kids anymore. Yeah. But kids all have Switches. Yeah. Like they might not necessarily have a PC. So, like, a younger audience is discovering all of these fun, adorable indie games yep. that were all made as, a lot of them made as homages to games that these developers played as kids. Yeah. So it's an it's interesting to kind of see uh, indie gaming come full circle in a way, and now they're sort of inspiring the next generation of gamers. Yeah, like, I really think that the, the killer app on Switch is just how many different apps you can play. Yeah. And I think that's 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 cool. That's mm-hmm. rare. That's rare for a Nintendo device. My nephew discovered World of Goo for the first time. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. And older gamers like, the game's 10 years old. I'm like, not to him. It's and also, it's, it's a cool game in the sense that it has motion controls that are similar to the Wii. Yeah. It doesn't require a sensor bar. Yeah. That's actually really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, I mean, the nice thing, like at my brother's <laughs> wedding... Uh, five months ago all the little kids like while everyone the adults were dancing and getting drunk all the kids were like hey let's break out switches and play like they were entertained uh-huh you know what were they playing um a lot of uh mario kart and mario odyssey nice yeah that's a good dose of mario that, it reminded me of that uh the nintendo switch reveal where it showed people like meeting up and playing mm-hmm. mario i think they were in the I, van i i always i always say that i'm like i'm like hey guys we're a, we're a switch commercial yeah it feels like that though but it's so organic it's so natural yeah no i i i'm like whenever i'm on the plane and i bust it out and i start playing breath of the wild i'm like yeah look at me i'm a switch commercial yep and then uh at, e3, at uh at gdc when we're playing like four player Mm-hmm. smash i'm like look at us yes uh but yeah i guess before we start the show we need to pour some hand sanitizer out for for john benjamin's hammer suits nintendo switch he lost it and he's he's gonna wait to what? Get another one, right yeah. oh, blake doesn't know this story breaking news here on the shack cast john benjamin has lost his nintendo switch avenge the fallen oh no avenge the fallen seriously <laughs> this guy hasn't even beaten breath of the wild yet can you imagine i can't imagine can you imagine that sort like, of person can you imagine what kind of person doesn't beat breath of the wild it's been out for two years jeez i don't know i wouldn't probably, want to know a person like that you know probably some really cool people that have had a pretty crazy wild two years thank you blake i appreciate the support yeah but to have not even played it. I thought you guys were talking. <laughs> no, I, I'm at the end. I drive awesome crazy about this. I've beaten like the Divine Beast. I have like 23 heart you containers. You have probably more hours than I do in it. I do. Yeah, you do. But like you're just like doing every side quest yeah. possible. Yeah, you I just, love that you game. Just, you just whistle by It's my favorite castle. game of all time. Yeah, you just don't I want just it to I just love being in that game. What I are like we going to talk about? I like going hunting. I like just going. Like I was like, I, I yeah. was hunting in North Hyrule a few months ago. <gasps> Dude, I forgot to tell you. Um, a- Amy is a late birthday present. She got me this. It's from fangamer.com. She got me a book called Banquet of the Wild. It has every recipe. Oh, really? In the game, it's a cookbook. Oh, that's awesome. It shows the ingredients. It shows how many like hearts or whatever it adds or restores. But for me, it's all about the hearty radish. Oh yeah, dude. That's all I do. Yep. I'm just all about. I, I'm just. I go long hardy radishes. Yep. I just go and I find all the hardy radishes and I just cook one at a time. 
and get like eleven. Like I think it's it's like plus eight hearts. Plus eight hearts. Plus five. Yeah. Yeah. So full health plus five or plus eight. Yeah. And I'm good to go. Yep. I'll get like ten of them, and then I'll go into a divine beast or I'll go into like whatever. I was like Captain Overkill in that game but yeah. i also didn't have the hearts that you had yeah because you went out there and you you went to those shrines yeah i'm still finding shrines that was my first like 40 hours with that game was just finding and solving shrines no when i got that game i was like i'm gonna find every tower i did that with the shrines it was kind of organic oh yeah of course you know once you get to a tower you're like hey look a shrine yeah <laughs> like, uh, go the there. same thing like sometimes you climb up for a shrine <laughs> and you're like you know what there's a tower over there or you'll see a shrine you'll mark it and then you open your map and it's blinking in an area that you haven't found yet. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So Fuck. I love that game. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go play it right now. No, it's, it's a great game. Uh, and yeah, he can't beat it now. And he said he's going to wait until the new hardware. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's a long time to be without a switch. So he's not going to have a switch at E3. No, but he'll, he'll be playing smash he'll be luigi and talking talking shit whatever my incineroar my incineroar is a beast and my koopa my or my bowser your bowser yeah bowser not not bowser Bowser jr no yeah bowser is pretty solid i've seen uh especially in a multiplayer environment Mm -hmm. bowser's really good yeah I like his moveset. He can, uh, yeah, his moveset's great. He can also take a beating, and he's pretty. He's like mm-hmm. one of the faster slow guys. I also really like Ganon. Yeah, Ganon's. He's his for his forward smash is yeah. just op. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right about that. But I I do uh, I think he's great too. Uh, but yeah, we should probably start the show. I guess. I mean, it's been like thirty minutes. Blake's had time to come up with lyrics, though, unless he can, unless he insists on spontaneity. Oh. So am I supposed to sing now? Is that what's going on? <laughs> sing, Blake. I've been looking forward to this. I love okay. this. Unless you want me to, I, I can, I can. Oh. Okay. No, I got this. Got it. You got it. <laughs> <You> sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me just compose myself. <clears throat> Dinosaurs eat people. Whoa! Jack News is the color of your energy. Whoa! It's Shaq cast time and it's naturally. Gonna talk about video games. Gonna do some tangential conversations. Whoa, Jack News is the color of your energy. That's that, there we go. Welcome to the Shack Cast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News. I'm your host, Austin Connor, CEO, editor in chief, chief puppy wrangler. But I have a tag team partner here to wrangle the puppy. Uh, coming off of Shacklemania with a loss, I know he took an L. Like cheated. Uh, <laughs> David Craddock, our long reads editor, fresh off of a long read. That's right, Icon of Sin. How about John that Romero. name? How about that name? It's pretty dope. Yeah, and uh, Sigil John Romero. Yep, a Doom Wad. That's in right, 2019. A Mega Wad. A Mega Wad. The most traveled Mega Wad. That's right <laughs> in the history of the world. <laughs> he developed. I love. I love the the image. 
that I have in my head yeah. of John Romero lugging an iMac around the world. Yeah. He's on <laughs> he's on vacation, a cruise with his family. They're all like up on the deck enjoying the view, and John Romero's like, I think I could place a zombie sergeant here. <laughs> and God bless him, because those levels are great. Yeah. I think it's uh it, it it no, it tells that tells an amazing story and it's just I'm happy that he's creating in the canvas or in that platform that he's best at. Yeah. Uh, so you can read Icon of Sin on the site now. But Sigil, earlier this week, we're recording this on Friday, April 12th, and earlier this week Romero announced on Twitter that Sigil's release has been delayed to sometime in May. Because of a severed head? Yeah. <laughs> so the game is done. The levels are final. Yeah. But... Uh, the the swag, the merch that he came up with for this, like there's some one of the pieces is yeah his severed head, his his in head. the icon of sin from Doom Two, yeah, and uh, yeah it's not ready yet. And the thing is like he's kind of in a between a rock and hard place here because people who paid money for this game he wants them to have it first. Yeah, he can't just like he doesn't want to just roll out the free levels uh, while the other people are waiting for their their swag. So. No, it's uh, which I like. I, I I agree with that. No, I I get it. It's just it was funny. I'm like the thing that ended up delaying yeah. his his wad is his severed head. His mega wad is his severed head. Yeah, that just was not ready to go yet. No, his head's still attached. It had to tighten up the graphics on level three of yeah. the severed head. That's right. It was a late. They didn't want to force crunch on anybody on the severed head. No. <laughs> I just say I think Doom Wads is a great name for a band. Yeah, Doom Wads. Yeah, the Doom Wads. The Doom Wads. Yeah, no, for sure. We can be, in, be. We can. We can be the Doom Wads. To be like the next. We're, we're the Doom Wads now. We're the Doom Wads now. We just started a band. Now. Blake, you're fronting a new band. The yeah. Doom Wads. Yeah, we're the Doom Wads. Well, look at us. <laughs> All we are we're is MIDI. Going down that road. No, you can't have any lyrics in this we're, band. It's just, MIDI. it's just MIDI music. <laughs> no, he could be a lyricist. But I'm just I saying, like was... the, the the music should just literally be MIDI of <laughs> yeah. the Doom soundtracks. Yeah. Could it be? Could it be loud? <laughs> yeah, we could slow down the BPM. Yeah. We could like cut it in half. So it's like dun 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 dun. <laughs> I could dig it. Like it it could kind of be like Tony Bennett, but Doom. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Hey, the Doom mods. This. There you go. Cyber demon of love. <laughs> awesome. Find someone. Oh yeah, we should introduce our 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 lead singer here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> lead singer of the Doom mods. Also reviews editor at Jack News. We have Blake Morse here. Dialing oh, in I, through a series of tubes on the internet. Right. This week on TeamSpeak, Michael Wang. Okay. Ooh. He's complaining. Michael's like, the audio, could, is, the quality. You well, need to improve. Of, were we using Slack before? Yeah, we were using Slack before. Oh. And Slack sucks. So Skype. All of them suck. Yeah. yeah. We that's need, true. We might have to do something else. Google but, Hangouts is terrible, too. But yes, hello. I am here. Technically. I think I have. I think I have finally gone insane. Been quite a week. Oh, you just noticed that? Poor Blake. Yes, finally, it's finally catching up to me. I listened to some of your some music of this like this week, Blake. <clears throat> oh, whoa, really? Yes. Did you, anything? Did you hear anything good? I love. Is it dinosaurs eat people? I I heard you singing that. Uh -huh. That was great. Oh, hungry, hungry dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah that's a good song. Yes. Okay. 
that's 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 a fan favorite. Always, I'll, pretty much our showstopper. I love it. Um, I you you might be able to go uh, up in the you're our latest single now. I think actually just went up. That dropped today. Or... Yeah, but it's like a soft opening. It's like 5 p.m. West Coast time on a Friday. Right, I'm right, right. Like, no one's going to care. So it's we'll officially be revealing it to the world on Wednesday of next week. Oh, okay, but cool. By that time, yeah. But if you just go there now, you'd be like, oh, there it is. Yeah, I've said this before, but it's Medicine and Item Shop are my two favorite songs by you guys, I think. They're both really good. Medicine is my favorite song. It's very good. Uh, that was like, that was the the great thing about that is, we we wrote it because we were doing a compilation album as like a tribute to a venue that was closing. Uh, uh-huh. And then I was like, this is too good for that stupid compilation. <laughs> This is going to be on the album, and we'll write another song and send it to you. <laughs> isn't, it good? Like isn't that fun when that happens? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is too, and it's like, it's like my, it's my baby. I don't know. You're not supposed to have a favorite child, but. Blake's like, is. fuck the rest of you. I do. You, it's you. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I think every musician has a favorite song. They sure. like some, yeah. some might not admit it. And then, like, some have, like, a favorite song to play versus a favorite song. Yeah. Like, they created. Uh, yeah. Because, like, the crowd, is... the crowd reaction to certain songs may may change their mind. Yeah. They may even it's... have, like, oh, I mean, you're right. Like, yeah, like, maybe there's a song you prefer to play live yeah. versus, yeah. Like, your favorite studio song versus yeah. your favorite live song. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But, yeah, but yeah you're, 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 you're about to set sail, man. Oh, yeah. That's my tour starts next week. With a radio show, uh, Stanford, we're going to be on Stanford College Radio on nice. Wednesday. Then we're going to be playing in Cupertino, which is near San Jose, Silicon Valley area, mm-hmm. at the, the X-Bar. That's home of Apple Computer. Mm-hmm. They make iPhones. That's right. I'm really hoping that the ghost of Steve Jobs is going to show up. Uh, yeah, they say he's still wandering one, inf- one infinite yeah. loop. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's April nineteenth, April twentieth. We're playing in Oakland at the Oakland Secret. How very uh, appropriate! Yes, that is <laughs> how Oakland's convenient. Gonna, you find yourself you. on in Oakland on April twentieth. I mean, I live here, so I'm always here. <laughs> tell you, how Oakland, convenient! Yeah, Oakland always always smells like weed, but somehow <laughs> yeah. on the, on April twentieth, it gets. Smells really even smells more. Like <laughs> yeah, like the dispensaries have like lines around the door. They've all got like special deals. It's like one of those things where like you know, talk about a wild, are... like a wild bull market. Dispensaries yeah. Yeah. in states that are legal. Yeah, they're just printing money. You see people oh, yeah. going in and out of them all day. Yeah, well, see game developers at GDC doing it. Maybe yeah. they make a battle royale game. Maybe they don't. I'm just saying. Maybe, yeah, maybe they make uh, maybe they make something smaller. Maybe they make something bigger. But maybe that, they make- there was a lot of just. I mean that even at GDC, man, San Francisco reeked of weeds. I can't imagine what Northern California is like on that day. It's yeah. always been ridiculous. 
yeah. Ann Arbor, where I went to college, has a thing called Hash Bash, which occurs <laughs> on the first Saturday of April. Hmm. So it's like it's like we get two four twenties in the same month, Blake. Uh, the first Saturday is like a day dedicated to weed, and this year it was a big celebration in the diag of the university mm-hmm. of the legalization of marijuana in Michigan because mm-hmm. they voted it, I think, last year to be legal in 2020, uh, and it's medically legal there right now. So it was just like this huge party in the center of the university and everyone smoking weed, and it's, I was like, wow, it's a lot different than when I went to school yes uh we were there were still protests happening there like the diag was definitely a place for that kind of thing but to have like state representatives and like senators there in favor of it is like it shows that like there's a a movement going on yeah and there's definitely people that are getting like totally rich off of this Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I think. It, it's, but it's crazy because it's like at least here in California, it's a certain group of people. Yes, that had been ready to get rich off this for years. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because of the way that it's like totally destroyed this black market economy that existed in California, and actually in certain parts of of california of northern california mm-hmm. so it's like it's it's interesting to see like yeah how it how it it's 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 gone it was it's gone big money for the people it was already big money for who had like uh warehouses license where they can like grow legally licensed and like that ready to go yeah deals, deals in place to keep other people from doing things like that so it's kind of crazy like uh i don't know i'm not gonna get too into it (laughs) Um, but yeah it's just it's just interesting to see uh california change in so many like in like interesting it's just yeah intriguing ways yeah i just i find it really interesting how big business got involved in marijuana as fast as it possibly could and it's uh it, you know, it was a very grassroots, homegrown industry before legalization, right? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't like there's. There's always there. I mean, it's it's still the black market. There's it was. Still, yeah, it was cartels and and gangs, but still. Yeah, like, I mean, there's still yeah, yeah sure. there's still guys out there like watching crops with like AK 47s and stuff like that. And like, yeah, I'm. I mean, it's not like it was great to begin with. Then uh, there's like, I don't know. There's yeah. It's 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 complex. Like any any object. No. Really. Yeah. It's pretty simple. I'm like I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to get too into it. I I hear you. Under. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, you know, you missed our our conversation at the very beginning, and I kind of want to get your take on this. Uh, you reviewed EDF Iron Rain uh, yes. this week. Or so, Defense Force Iron Rain. Yeah, uh, sorry. I figure everyone who's listening would know uh, the lingo. But, there was, a, there was a, a scrolling shmup on Super NES called Earth Defense Force. Oh, really? But I'm with you. Like I, th- I, Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone's like, oh, there's a sequel to the EDF on Super Nintendo? No. 
There's okay. only yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. No. There's only yeah. One. Yes. No, I, I I understand. Yeah, EDF Iron Rain though. Uh, it's the first time that they've used Unreal Engine for on on in a in a EDF game, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it was made by a different developer than the main EDF series. Mm-hmm. So David here, David here is not that into it. Oh, boo, David. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I did give the the caveat that like I haven't had a lot of time to play it, but I was my wife and I were playing co-op, and we got to like level I don't know five, six, seven, and all of a sudden uh, the difficulty like hit a curve, and we just kind of we couldn't make a dent in it. Oh, maybe you need to switch up your weaponry. Maybe you need to strategize a little bit more. We don't have a Mr. lot. Mister, I love Dark Souls. No, no, no. I I tried. We don't. We don't really have a lot of weapons, <laughs> and I've been upgrading stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've been I, I think upgrading. also the game taxes you differently. Like even in game, if you like use a revive or you do something, it like charges yeah. you money. Yeah, it charges you uh, money to do things. I, I, to be clear, it's not that I dislike it. I just haven't had a lot of time to play, and my initial impressions were just kind of. Yeah, I was just saying, like, when David came over here, I was like, so what do you think of EDF? He's like, eh. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah. my reaction has been quite the opposite. And I had been yeah. that I had been that way about the series for a f- couple entries. Yeah. So for you to come in and say that, I was like, wait a second. I'm like, no, we need to go into this. Cause if, I, if I'm being completely honest, the last one I really loved was 2017. I mm-hmm. had issues with the two in between this yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, like the last one you really loved was what? Uh, EDF 2017 on 360. Oh yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah, that was the last. I don't know. It was like the last pure EDF game uh-huh. because Insect Armageddon was okay, but kind of weird. Like you know, it was limited to just the cityscapes, and I feel like Insect Armageddon was like the prototype for Iron Rain. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And Iron sure. Rain is definitely better than that. And then 2025, I liked until they introduced the new robots and ships and aliens and uh, what did you you didn't like five though i thought five was really solid oh five um five yeah i actually okay i forgot about five yeah i like five i liked five mm-hmm. it was a better balance it was it was i think it harkened back to 2017 um but yeah i was just Asif mentioned that the game is kind of and you could probably confirm this blake since you've spent so much time with it but he mentioned that Iron Rain d- is definitely kind of optimized for like five to six players. Oh yeah, they absolutely. It's it's and you, it's in my review as well. Like this isn't a game that is really made for a single player experience. Yeah, unless you want an extreme challenge. Yep. Yeah, and um, I, I've yeah, never you know. I've never played these single player. I've always played with at least one other person. Yeah, because I think actually I, these are terrible single player games. But if you have at least like, one friend. You have a good time. We found even two yeah. players, it was still pretty tough. Really? Once yeah. we got to like four or five people, it was like the right amount. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I think it's, I think that's just kind of part of the game. That's why Blake called it the Dark Souls of the EDF franchise. Because mm. uh, it's just, it is hard mode and it taxes They wanted you. it to be hard. They yeah. think that like, it's made for Western audience and they're, and it's, so the Japanese take on the Western audience is that they, you know, they like customization and they like a challenge. Yep, they're so right. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And I think they, I think they, they nailed a lot of it. Like the plot is still, and you know, the things I said are about the plot is just extremely tone deaf. <laughs> uh, 
really really <laughs> yeah yeah no blake blake highlighted a, a character that shared a name of a nazi dr doctor mangle for, yeah Goodness dr sense. mangle but spelled differently yeah yeah and uh he has a german accent too in the game so i'll i'll say this though man that game is gorgeous yeah, it's, it's yeah. A, it's that's what I was like. I, was, I, I had been talking shit about this franchise for like three games now. Deservedly. And, and I'm like, oh my god, look at an EDF game I want to play. It looks beautiful. <laughs> the, the, you know what, Blake? I don't know about you, but with this franchise, well, a certain franchise I have traditions. My friend, and my tradition with this, the first <laughs> time I play, I get a rocket launcher and I blow up a building just because yeah. I want to see how it looks. Yeah. And man, like I was really cool with, I was really impressed by the physics and the, the damage map and stuff mm -hmm. in, on the, oh, yeah. the architecture in Iron Rain. It's yeah, cool. Yeah. The destructible environments are cool. Yeah. It's awesome when you're on top of a building and then like it, it gets taken out. Yeah. And you like start falling with the rubble. Yeah. It, that feels great. Uh, there's some things that, like the, uh, the camera shake that I absolutely hate. Mm -hmm. Um, thankfully there's a setting for that that you can turn it off but yeah there's like there's elements that don't like i think blake's score was really fair in the review like, there's there's reasons to not give it a nine like there's things that it if if it like, was better it, it, <laughs> it's in my in my heart it's a 10 mm -hmm. you know in my heart of hearts but like practically like if i got to be realistic about it like yeah i think eight is where it's at yeah, it's, it's definitely an improvement over five. Like five was a seven to me, and now this 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 took it to this. Is, I would like things that I've always wanted to see. In I would. The series I would like the the graphics of this, but the gameplay of five. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. I, I, like whatever EDF six is, mm -hmm. I, I probably I'll be happy with that if that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I've had fun playing it, so I, I'm not really going to say anything bad about it. Uh, yeah, I just I'm, think that they're, they're, uh, I, I, I don't know. I was looking at, I, I look at Google trends, mm -hmm. right? So we were looking at, should we continue to write risk of rain two guides or write some iron rain guides? Risk of rain two is much more popular right now. That, that game sold like half a million copies. What is like, that game? It's an early access game uh, that uh, Gearbox Publishing released a couple weeks ago. But what what is it? It's a co-op shooter. Yeah, the first think? Risk of Rain was like a old school sort of uh, just side scroller thing. Like yeah, it was huh. almost like a Terraria, a little bit more, but it was just more about exploration and finding different things. Uh, and unlocking different uh, characters and outfits and things. There's a lot of that, so it's Five, it's yeah. it's proving to be really good for guide content. But yeah, it was just I was like, oh man, I want more people to be playing Iron Rain. Uh, but you know, that's the thing. Like these games will they'll be out for a while. Well, people get them over time. The other thing is like this is I think Five released less than a year ago. Yeah. So it was like fall. Yeah, and I and I know they're separate teams, but I remember looking at the the gap between. I was like, man, this is a lot of EDF in a short span of time. Sure, there's that that fear of being cannibalized by yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, at least at least it was an Apex Legends like launching right before Anthem. Well, I don't <laughs> yeah. think I don't think 
Anthem could have had nothing against it, and it wouldn't have sold well. Yeah. <laughs> but there is there is something there's, like there's something very wrong at Bioware. I think Blake to Blake's point though, sometimes games come out with like similar sounding sounding titles. Uh what was the Gearbox game that came out against Overwatch? Battleborn. Battleborn. Yeah, rip, the title wasn't exactly Battleborn. similar, but for a lot of for a lot of people, for whatever reason, they conflated the two. And Battleborn, yes, had a lot of its own issues, but like Overwatch well, they were just both, kind of steamrolled it. They were both hero shooters. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so, one was, I think, Battleborn. That's not a first-person shooter, right? Like that's no. like a MOBA-style yes. thing. It was a third-person. Uh, but yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Sometimes you just get unlucky. Yeah. You release Lawbreakers when PUBG is on fire, mm-hmm. uh, and then your studio shuts down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthem, yeah. It just seems like they they were told to not pay attention to their competitors when they should have. If if you read that Kotaku piece, I did. Uh, yeah, that is a that's a failure of management, of mission, all sorts of things. So it's like I really feel like no matter what, Anthem was going to be a failure. But yeah, it didn't. <laughs> it doesn't help when your same company releases a free game that's kind of awesome, <laughs> like two weeks before your sixty dollar game that's not so great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's that's what happened, and it's just you know I I think uh, that report almost makes it sound like um, Bioware is heading toward a back to back to back disappointment because it talked about the struggles Dragon with Age Andromeda, 4. yeah, oh yeah, Andromeda, then Anthem, and it sounds like Dragon Age Four has been development for years, but still doesn't have a direction, which was one of the problems with Anthem apparently, which like, is why we saw a what six second teaser in, uh <laughs> footage of a logo, yeah. For Dragon Age Four, yeah, um, and Dragon you also also yeah, Dragon Age for what? <laughs> um, uh, no, it's also like there's a huge exodus of people leaving Bioware. Yeah. Like the talent is getting out the door uh, since Andromeda, mm-hmm. and that's that's what uh, Schreier's article over at Kotaku really highlighted. I was mm-hmm. like, holy crap, people are jumping off the sinking ship. Yeah, uh, and it's something that I pointed out with the Blizzard firings. Uh, when you had uh, the creative director of Hearthstone quit, you know? Yeah. Uh, when Ben Brody quit Blizzard, that was a sign. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I worry. I worry for people who are working at Bioware, and I, I think that it's just... Uh, I don't know. I, I think the boardroom should stay out of game development, and I think that the more that they intertwine each other, uh, the more anthems you're gonna get, you're gonna get these forced games that come out that aren't polished enough and are, or have ham-fisted things thrown into them, just because. Uh, hey, you need to make this game longer, so put up this really stupid experience gate right at the end of the game. I think it's like you know, like things like that. It's cultural on two fronts too. Mm-hmm. First, it seems to be happening largely in AAA. And the yep. problem is that, like, no studio is safe. I feel no. like if Bioware has one more, even two more misses, then they might, like, they'll go into EA's graveyard. Yeah. You know? Oh, no, I think and I think we're about two, three years away from a Bioware shuts down. Article. Yeah, which, I, you know, I don't want that to happen. But to be clear, like, man, a company like Bioware really can't afford to have two back-to-back misses, the, the magnitude of Mass Effect, Andromeda, and, uh, and Anthem. And I think the second cultural issue... Um, is 
Western. Siri triggered. Oh, did she? Yeah. Do you want to hear what she heard? What'd she hear? Uh, yeah. Oh, no. I think we're about three years away from mobile workshop download. <laughs> don't. Damn, that's a big download. Don't want that happened, but to be clear, Lake, I thought so. <laughs> That's her reply was, I thought so. I thought so, Siri. I thought so, too. Wow. You're so worthless. But it also seems like it's (laughs) it's in America. Like, capitalism is just eating. Uh We're we're grinding through people. We're grinding through product. Yeah. Um, That's really the... It it is a workplace culture. I'm a self-professed workaholic, but I have kind of the freedom to set my own direction. Mm-hmm. Whereas these people are like, all right, you work for us and you're going to work on a game that unfortunately won't have a, a solid direction for yeah. four years, yeah. but you're still going to be crunching that whole time. Yeah. And then when we finally do get something and need to ship in 12 months before the end of the fiscal year, it's going to get worse. You know, like think of all the talent that's just getting burned out and used up because of that. It's why some of my, like the best developers I know, do not work in video games mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> like the best devs i know are like oh no i don't want to go there i interviewed it, it, uh, and that's why they they get you yeah like they they know that you have passion about making games and your desire to tell stories so they it's 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 becoming uh an abusive relationship or it's been an abusive relationship it's been, and it's it's, getting more uh, it's just getting worse i should say yeah uh, so like i get the calls for like unionization I just think that you open yourself up to outsourcing when you do that, and then the quality of games is going to go down. So it's like it's it's a it, this we are just entering like a very weird period mm-hmm. for uh, workers' rights in video games. I did see an article uh, from Nintendo. They put out an informational like thing about how much people who work at Nintendo make, how many hours per week they work, really. And, yeah, this was a Nintendo Company Limited or Nintendo of America, both. Really, it was like across the whole company. I'd be interested in seeing that. Uh, so yeah, I think it was like a, I don't know a month ago, and it was like they I think the average person there makes like eighty thousand dollars or something, uh, which is great. And you know yeah. the thing is, and then they apparently paid overtime like everything that you would want it, it seems like people who work at nintendo are very happy with their job yeah uh whereas you may not see that at these third-party companies mm-hmm. uh and i i think that you've heard stories about uh take two or uh, with rockstar uh or even the borderlands series or telltale i've written a lot about blizzard blizzard's still really bad blizzard you know? is yeah uh has had a lot of problems continues to have problems like i feel like these american third-party devs seem to be like the epicenter of it Mm -hmm. but then also how microsoft treats their employees is not really that great either Mm -hmm. and a lot of the time you're not an employee you're hired by microsoft for one project and then you're done yeah so like you leave your job to go work at microsoft and then six or eight months later you don't have a job anymore yeah uh and they just get away with doing that. So that's what I mean. Like it's it is... a lot, lot like um, it's a lot like the animation field. You know? Yeah. Just yeah. You're hired Hollywood to make, and, it, Hollywood you're hired to make a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, after that movie, when we over. were at GDC, Blake, I kept saying, and I'm like, the video game industry is becoming more and more like Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, every day because yeah. it's big business. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah. that means it's incredibly difficult to be noticed in as an indie or as like anything. Even as Anthem, it's hard to stand out from the crowd. And I think Video Game Donkey made a really good video about it. And it was just like how all these shooters are kind of like each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have The Division 2, which launched a few weeks later, right? And it's materially better. Not perfect, but materially better than Anthem shipped. Mm -hmm. The condition that Anthem shipped in. So I wasn't cheering for Anthem to fail. In fact, I wanted it to be good because it has a jetpack. But sadly, it seems like the jetpack was thrown in at the last second. <laughs> it just seems like the antithesis or really like anathema to what Bioware does. Like they excel mm -hmm. at single player narrative driven games. Yeah. Even even like the multiplayer systems introduced in I think Mass Effect two or three mm -hmm. were really additive. Like you didn't even need to have them if you wanted to use them. Cool, but this, the focus is still on your character and your story. Yeah, Anthem doesn't seem to focus on any of that. It sounds like from again based on that article that was supposed to at one time, but now it's just kind of a really broken shooter looter type of thing. Uh, yeah. I call the third person, first person co-op shooters. Yeah, because <laughs> they're both. They are. Yeah. Um, both. And yeah, the Fortnite train marches on. That's yeah. all I got to say about that. I don't know if you noticed they released a huge patch this week. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, Is they, it? Are the Pixies now on tour with Weezer in Fortnite? <laughs> and 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 I hear maybe Dave Grohl too. I I don't know. Is Steve is Steve Aoki spinning no. on the party bus tonight? No one I, I don't think they they have not announced a in game event. Nothing has started happening yet. The rumor is, Blake, that your buddy Thanos is gonna come to the game soon. Again? Maybe, maybe in time like for your favorite movie. Maybe in time. Oh, what if they did that? That'd be pretty cool. My favorite movie. I mean, your favorite Wait. movie that you haven't seen yet. Favorite movie that I haven't seen yet. The one that you're looking forward to. It Chapter 2. Uh. Endgame. Uh. How Stella Got Her Groove Back, Part 3. <laughs> Endgame. Like, How Wait, Stella Got Her Groove Back, back. Endgame. There's, there's a Part 2. How Stella Got Her Groove Back, and I'm just now learning about this. I, oh, really? I'm not sure. I might have made that up. Let me check. Stella, keep Wait. hold of your groove. How did Stella get her groove back again? Hold on. Let me check this. What is... How Stella got... I thought how there Stella... was... Got her groove back, too. Life advice. Find someone who looks at you the way Lola looks at you while you pet her. Yeah, right? She's like, you're my best friend. Yeah. It seems like yeah. there was only one. That's a tragedy. There should have been a second one. Oh, well, well no, good, good for Stella. Like she kept it, right? She's on the right track. Wow, this is criminally underrated. Forty-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. What? Uh, That's a rude. It's girl. time That's for. Terrible. It's time for Stella's Rotten Tomatoes score to get its root. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Eight point. People. Sorry. Eighty-six percent of Google users like the movie, though. So rock on. Well, there's that. Google okay. knows what's going on. Google users know what's up. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. I guess you could just say how Stella got her groove back. End game. Yeah. Right. Probably good. I think that's what you're. You're probably what we were talking about. 
Awesome. How Stella got her revenge. Look at this dog. <laughs> Blake, she's lying against my leg, like on her side, just, and I'm rubbing her belly. This is the life. Uh, I, need a, I need a Lola. Yeah. Everybody needs a have Lola. You, have you ever thought about cloning or like selling Lola clones? Like the no. no. Lola's one of a kind. She is. She's the greatest. You can't. You can't reproduce. You just have to bask in her glory. And she's done a great job as chair pet. She really has. It's really hard from Ohio. Blake, what the hell? Yeah. I thought you were supposed to come to visit us after GDC. What's your problem? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh uh, I'm going on tour. Oh, right. Okay, cool. <laughs> you guys should. You guys should come to the Vegas show. It's gonna be. It's there's like a there's like some sort of uh, nerd convention going on that weekend. I think fandom. Ouch. Is happening that weekend and Marvel. Ouch. Well, it's a Marvel versus Capcom themed. Ouch, Blake. Uh, uh, show that we're playing. I'm not sure. Wait, what? When is it? April twenty sixth, Friday. I'm gonna be in Cincinnati. For a Mark yeah. Re- for a Mark Rebier show, loop. All right, go to Mark Mark's show. That's I, that's I, more important. He definitely he needs the support. He's he's a struggling artist. <laughs> I can drive there. <laughs> Ooh, no, the I shade. It. I mean, I can know. actually hey. drive there. And I'm gonna get. To <laughs> I get it. I get to he's see way, my friend Tony, who lives in Cincinnati. I understand. Well, as long uh, as you that's... get to see Tony. Now I'm jealous of you. Right, you see, of you, you. now you're wishing you were coming to Cincinnati to see Tony and Mark Revier. It, it sounds you know pretty great? good now. You know what's great? I get to drive overnight from San Francisco to Vegas to do this show. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. You're, that day, those couple of days are going to be rough for you, man. Are you guys I'm taking gonna, a van it, or anything? We're taking a car full of us. Cool. I'm not driving. My uh, my keyboardist is driving, and uh, well, I guess my partner. I I'm a musical partner. I guess a hetero life mate. Uh, he he's he said that he would drive because the show that we're doing in San Francisco is we got at, we got asked by this band Giggle Party to play their single release, so everyone's dropping and. Uh, Alice Knows Karate, which is one of the artists we're going on tour with, her new album is dropping this coming Monday. Her stuff is amazing. Like, she is so well produced. And her songs are about all sorts of cool stuff, like The Little Mermaid and uh, remembering how to play old school video games. Uh, knowing where all the stuff is. Like, That's cool. Batman's well, mom. Well, now you're making me feel bad oh. for going to see Mark Rebier. We gotta talk crap yeah, about cool. Batman's mom. The woman is dead. Yeah, it's oh. really good. Yeah, but yeah, her and that's just you know she oh she did a song about the uh, Alice uh, American McGee's Alice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and also the Path. Do you, you guys ever play the Path? The Path. No. That sounds familiar, um, but I don't think I played it. All right. Yeah. So I kind of want to just I, I want to switch gears 
and tell, right. and tell a story. Okay, I got a story this week. Yeah, story, story time on the show. I have yeah. I have an interesting story, and I you know, and it's like, it's a thing that happened uh, this week that I thought was kind of interesting, and I I want to get your guys' takes on it. Okay, so I'll, I'm gonna end with I'm gonna I'm gonna start at the end. Okay, my nephews are getting iPhones. Okay. All right. So here's why. <laughs> After, <laughs> I don't know, they've begged me to buy them iPhones for their birthday for at least five or six years, right? Yeah. Kids get iPhones younger and younger, right? Right. Um, so my nephew goes to one school that's like about 20 minutes away from where he lives, right? Uh, and my, my, my uh, sister-in-law and my brother both work. So they are part of this like carpool, uh, a group of group of parents that, you know, carpool their kids around. Yeah. The person dropping off my nephew drops him off at my sister-in-law's place of work, which is a hospital on a highway in Southwest Houston. Yeah. And actually in Sugarland. Um, so <laughs> he doesn't normally get dropped off there. He gets dropped off at his house and he didn't know that he 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 didn't know any better to go into the ho- into the hospital to talk to his mom sure so he knowing where he was walked three and a half miles home because he just wanted to go home yeah and then he was like bragging about it because he's like i walked three and a half miles and i did it i like walked from from there to there and everyone <laughs> was freaking out for like about 20 minutes or actually probably no probably an hour because, right, it's three and a half miles when you're a kid. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's, that's an hour hike. and a half, maybe. Yeah. So there was, like, this period of time where my brother, his uncle, his other uncle, did not know where he was. His dad and his mom had no idea where he was. And he's just kind of walking back because he didn't, he didn't want to go in the hospital. Yeah. And he wasn't even supposed to be dropped off there. And he didn't want... He said he didn't want to bother his mom. And I was like, oh. That's my so heart sweet kid i was like this is this kid is too sweet yeah uh so at the end of it uh the reason he was able the reason they were even able to find out where he was was because he keyed in to their nest uh door thingy oh so his mom was able to talk to him through the nest oh. and then well. she she was like okay okay we're gonna get them iphones yeah and I'm just like, it's hilarious because the my youngest nephew, his brother, is like partying because he's like, I'm getting an iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't have to do anything. Uh, it's just, <laughs> I just think it's it's a really interesting story though. <laughs> that is. But yeah, my nephews are really excited because they got iPhones, but their mom is going to be in control of them, so they're going to have parental controls and that's stuff. A, that's a good idea. Here's yeah. here's another bonus nephew story. Uh, so he was using my brother's cell phone, right? His uncle, mm-hmm. and he got on YouTube, right? And he, he and he he doesn't have the same restrictions, right? My brother's in his forties; he doesn't yeah. have restrictions on <laughs> yeah, his YouTube. Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think the first keyword my nephew, who's like twelve, gonna be thirteen soon, or eleven, gonna be twelve? Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, probably probably boobs. Fortnite, yeah. thick. Fortnite thick double C. <laughs> I was like, oh no. I was like, we're in trouble. There you go, man. You just gave that guy a phone? 
You know what? If how old is he? Twelve. He's yeah. If, he's, if you'd given twelve year old me an iPhone, I'd probably type in like Tomb Raider, Laura Croft, thick. Yeah. Oh no, I know. I mean, this is the time for him yeah. to be that pervy adolescent, right? But you're just throwing gasoline on a fire right now by handing this kid an iPhone. Yeah. Uh, but I guess they're gonna try to limit if it. they lock it down. Then. Yeah, they're gonna limit it to just phone capabilities. But I find I found that whole story fascinating. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, it was just really funny because like everyone was like kind of, they were like kind of upset with him, but he had this attitude like, "What? I didn't do anything wrong. No, I'm, I'm fine." It's not like he like ditched or ran off or whatever. Yeah, he just wanted to go home. Sure. And the person who dropped him off there did not realize that that was not the place to drop him off. So, it's really on the parent who was in charge of the carpool, mm-hmm. uh, who screwed up. Yeah, because my sister-in-law is a OBGYN, so mm-hmm. she was in like surgery or something when it happened. Right. Uh, so it's just a whole mess. And at uh, <laughs> the end, he got an iPhone. So I'm like, it's such a weird. It worked it, out. It's I, I'm just happy for them because I've never I don't have to buy them an iPhone. And they'll, yeah. they'll stop and bothering me. Is he? Do you think he might be clever enough to orchestrate something like this? Yes, I I, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think he, I think it was more, he knew where he was and he was like, I can do this. It was like a moment of just kind of self-actualization or something. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't more, I don't think there was more than that. I think it was just, he was like, I can do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. And he was like proud that he did the thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, that's the longest I've ever walked. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So it's just, it was a really funny scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy for him because uh, now he gets an iPhone, but he won't be able to play Fortnite on it. Like, there's all sorts of restrictions he's going to have. But yeah. Uh, that's for the best. Yeah. I, I think so. Uh, but yeah, I, I wanted to shout out uh, both my nephews mm-hmm. on, their, on their getting. Uh, they're finally getting their iPhones. Yes. Yeah, he's going to be 13 in July. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Fortnite thick. But show it to me. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was one thing I wanted to talk about. Also, let's talk about these Lakers for a second. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, do you see Magic Johnson quit? I did see that. He quit on an it, impromptu press conference. Yeah, and like he didn't. Yeah, he didn't tell his boss about it or anything. He was just like, "I'm out." I did see that. No, it's, it's not like that he didn't tell his boss. Dude, oh, that's different. Wait, I thought he didn't tell it that he wasn't planning to resign, uh, resign next season or something. No, or no, no. Oh. He had a contract. Oh yeah. He had a three-hour meeting with his boss the day before. Mm-hmm had already decided that he was going to quit did not tell her and then jumped into this press conference after the uh coach had stepped off the stage and announced that he was quitting and then basically left without talking to her wow yeah so he completely bailed on that team and that was the whole come to la braun I'm Magic Johnson. We're going to win titles together, LeBron. Jeez. And now he's bailed. And he spent three hours with LeBron on on Saturday doing the exit interview. 
Did not once mention that he was going to quit to LeBron. That dude sucks. Magic Johnson's a piece of shit. You heard it right here, folks. That's rough. Sorry. I'm sorry if you like that guy as a basketball player, but he's not a good person. That's not a that's not a cool thing to Doesn't do. Doesn't sound no. <laughs> like no. Like you're talking. Oh, you, he even makes fun of it. He's like, yeah, you know, we're in this meeting, and I was like nodding my head, talking about last year, but in my head, I'm thinking I'm not gonna be here. And I'm like, dude, Jeez. yeah, that's like it, laughing about being a two faced liar. Yeah, that's where I was just I was taken back by it. It was one of the most bizarre press conferences I've ever seen. Yeah, that's uh. And it just caps off a hilarious season for them. So, Cavs lose LeBron. Mm-hmm. We lose like something like th- th- thirty more games than yeah. we did last year. Yeah. Lakers get LeBron. How many more wins do you think they got than last season? Not many. Maybe ten. Two. Two more wins. Two more wins with LeBron. Two. <sighs> and they missed the playoffs. Worth it. <laughs> so like and didn't he get hurt like, yeah he, hurt. he got hurt he yeah. missed 17 games most games yeah. ever missed in his career yep i feel like you remember last year that that run that he had mm-hmm. he was hitting these godly like just ridiculous oh, yeah. shots yeah i feel like 2018 that that spring of 2018 was the best brawn like he didn't win the title but i think that was the that year that Peak season Braun. that might have been the best single season he ever put in uh and the it, best single postseason he had ever put it in. was incredible he was he had that team on his back that team had no business making it to the finals yeah thrown together at the trade deadline with a bunch of random players yeah. like yeah it was a disaster of a season that he somehow salvaged but given that he was unable to even make they were unable to even make the playoffs yeah i think that's that's crazy this is the first time he's missed the playoffs in his career right no he missed the first two seasons in cleveland okay but since then he had been to 15 straight playoffs yeah i was gonna say this is a streak of some sort he had been to eight straight nba finals yeah jeez so it's like i mean to go from eight straight nba finals right to not even in the playoffs this is like the complete opposite of when he uh took his talents to south beach right because i believe his first season there he went they, to the finals yeah, yeah no they did not win oh they did not win but they, they went, to, went the to the finals and they lost to dirk nowitzki and oh, right. the dallas mavericks that's right mavericks were really Cavs fans were calling ourselves mavalier fans back then wow because we were we Cavs fans became anti-heat fans sure. yeah much like we're anti-ravens fans but in the second season they mm-hmm. won. Right? They won the second won. and third season he was there. Yeah. Then they lost to San Antonio, and then he came back to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, he had four finals in Miami, four finals in Cleveland. Uh, zero in L.A. so far. He's 0-1. 0-1, LeBron. Yeah. Uh, the good news is he can opt out of his contract in two years. So he doesn't have to stay there for four years. He has an option for a fourth year. Mm-hmm. So if he if, if if it's still a dumpster fire in two years, I think he'll probably leave. Uh, and maybe he requests a trade. I don't know. They have the money there for a large, like a big free agent signing. So there's still hope that they sign someone there. But what a waste of a year of like the best player in the world. Yeah. And he it hypothetically he doesn't leave, stays in Cleveland. We make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then with him. You could probably go to the finals again in the East. 
I would say so. We wouldn't have thrown away. We wouldn't have fired our coach in the first ten games of the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Cavs are definitely in a rebuilding phase. Well, the actual building that they play in is being rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Did you hear the new name? No. Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. So we went from the Gund. Gund Arena. To Quicken Which Loans sounded like Arena. a disease. Yeah, it did. But Gund- I love saying the Gund. Oh, man, though. I got Gund Arena. Yeah, that okay. sounded That's, bad. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. That does. <laughs> I never thought of it in that context. Uh, to, to what is it? Quicken Loans Arena. But, but Yeah, but what will it be? Now it's going to be Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. I almost want to call it the Rocket League Fieldhouse for some reason. The Rocket League Rocket Fieldhouse. League House. Rocket yeah. League Fieldhouse would be better than this. But, yeah, we're going to be Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. I don't care for that. I don't I like it at all. Because, you know, you know, Austin Carr, the the color commentator for the Cavs on Fox Sports Ohio, he always, whenever someone shoots a three, he's like, deep in the queue. Yeah, I love that. Deep in the queue is like his catchphrase. Yeah. Now what's he going to say? Deep in the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. <laughs> deep in the F. Deep in the Fieldhouse. This is stupid. It's all dumb. From the field. I don't know. Right yeah. in the Rocket. The point is, yeah. like... <laughs> I used to I would I would spend like I don't know a lot of money yeah on playoff tickets and this year I don't have to yeah that's really my takeaway they saved you some money they saved me money uh but I still think it would have been better for the city of Cleveland if he stayed yeah uh, oh yeah for the city for sure and it sucks to see I I just that's just I I I think he was I think he and his management were duped by magic johnson and so is the owner of the lakers they've all kind of just been duped are you by magic saying johnson. that magic johnson worked his magic he played them yes yeah. yeah i really think so uh and then you know we haven't had an episode since the odell beckham trade oh it's like we have to talk about this real quick now yeah the the best wide receiver available or wasn't even available traded to the to cleveland to be paired up with his best friend Jarvis Landry, who he went to college with, and they have their their coach, their wide receiver coach from LSU, is on the Browns coaching staff as the wide receiver coach. That's crazy. That is crazy. And you know what yeah. else is crazy is in 2019 we're we're pinning our sports hopes on the Browns. On the Browns. That's not crazy. I knew this day would come. This is why I did not stop You've rooting been for the Browns. waiting a long time. I know. I, I predicted a decade of terrible Cleveland Browns football. <laughs> we got 20 years of it so far. Yeah. So, like, we're already two or twice as much as I thought we were going to have. Uh, no, we were due, man. The reversion to the mean, right? Yeah. Like, you can't have – we were statistically an anomaly with how bad we were for so how long it was – you know yeah ever since the expansion so no this is like we were due uh baker was that first part chubbs another part and then yeah to get this guy is huge uh and then also antonio brown got traded out of our division so the steelers got worse the ravens got worse and we got better uh so yeah it's just great news and the, the city was everywhere i went that day it was like we had won (laughs) <laughs> wow i don't do you i don't know if you were you weren't paying attention that day but yeah there was i i heard about it from you yeah it was it was a big deal uh for brown's twitter yeah and 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 in just northeast ohio like people at like wendy's were like hey did you hear about old hell back and i was like yes that's cool though i did yeah uh <laughs> and i do wear you know normally 
here here's how I know things are have changed. Normally, I fold up my Browns gear at the end of the season and I just put it away until fall. Mm-hmm. This year, I've been rocking the hoodie still. Like, I think it's okay to keep rocking it. It's not I like so. I'm not rocking any uh, Cavs gear. No, because they're that's done. been a while. That's been away for a while. Yeah, I folded all that up. But yeah, like the uh, I think this is a Brownstown, so I'm not that surprised uh, that it's it's finally happened. But I do think that we are America's team, and that we can uh, we can be like that scrappy underdog that beats the Patriots. I think that we're I set could, up. I could see that. I think we're setting up for that. I uh, just want the Raiders to win one before they go. Oh, well, you got what? Two years uh, left. A year left. 2020 is when they're going. 2020. So you, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. You, well, yeah. Make your run, man. Uh, I, I, I like the Raiders, and I they think got some good. Uh, they sent some good people. They got Antonio Brown from the Steelers. Yeah. For like nothing. Very wow. little. I think it was like a third round pick, and like. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, they, I think I think Lynch is coming back. Uh, that's cool as well. Yeah, I I don't know for hundred percent. I gotta look into it. But yeah, we got we got a few people. Um, we'll see how it goes. I am not optimistic at this. No, I think that they're they're gonna keep rebuilding uh, while they're in Oakland, and then they're trying to set up for like a really good team when they move to LA, or to Vegas. And Vegas yeah. is already ready for them. You'll see it when you're there. Like when you, the airport already has like Raiders stores. Really? Yeah. So they're getting oh. ready for it. So what, what? What will they be? The Las Vegas Raiders? Yeah. Huh. Yep. Yeah. You know, a bunch a bunch of pirates living in a desert where there's no ocean. Yep. I mean, instead of a, a city by the bay. Okay. I mean, it's like when they were in L.A. Yeah. Mean, at least there's a beach there. Yeah, but they were like, they were in like the L.A. Coliseum. I don't know. Yeah, I, I always felt yeah. like the Raiders should be in Oakland, so it's it's weird to see Me them go. Too. Uh, yeah, yeah. A- real quick, real quick. This episode, I, I'm gonna introduce a new uh, unofficial sponsor. Oh man, Kebab and Curry. You got. I, I fucks with this place. Have you fucks with this place yet? I have not. Where is it? It's on Whipple, uh, near the corner of Whipple and Belton Village. Oh. You know where that FedEx is? Oh, yeah, sure. It's right over there. You know where the Duncan is? Yeah. It's right right next to the Duncan. Okay. It's kind of hidden on that corner. Okay, yeah, no, I, I used to go into that FedEx, uh, FedEx Kinko's all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. Uh, solid food. I, I have been okay. getting the veggie samosas from there. And then uh, I, they also have like curry that's really good, and okay. yeah, I would I would try it out. I know you like your curries. I do. Yeah. I just yeah. I wanted another option from Bombay Sitar. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and they offer they offer some chicken dishes that I don't think they offer at Bombay Sitar. So are their prices? Bombay Sitar can get pretty expensive. Yeah this this seemed some more cheaper. reasonable. Yeah, okay. I think cheaper. Okay. Um, not. I didn't think there was much sticker shock to it, but yeah, because what you get is a sizable portion. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I don't know. So it's probably like eight dollars, and you're gonna be full. Oh wow, well, okay. Um, but yeah, take a look at it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I don't think they have a buffet or anything. 
That's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I, I wanted to give a shout out a shout out to uh Kebab and Curry over there on Whipple. Curry. All right. Unofficial official sponsor. Actually, I don't think I've been on since I shared this news with you, but uh, that gyro spot is officially dead. <laughs> Which we predicted for months, right? I, I mean But they hung on some and they kept hiring people. How many times how many months ago did I put them on notice? It was and then last I told fall, them, I think. And then I told them they were dead to me. Yeah. And now, look now they're them. dead to everybody. Yeah. Dude, it could have been a contender. Now, Damn. here's what I wanted to ask you about. There is a Eurogyro on uh, 241 in green. Hmm. Would you fucks with that Eurogyro? How, how long of a drive is that from where we are? Green I don't know, like is, 12 minutes. Okay, that's not bad. That's, it's, I might. I might. It's near where Lola's uh, vet is. So I go up there from time to time. I guess I would try it. Amy is like adamant about not ordering from the Eurogyro in Canton. She just doesn't like that. Yeah. This one looks pretty nice. Okay. You know, it's green. Yeah, yeah. Everything green, nice gr- everything's green. nice and new and green. Yeah. That's where all the rich people went. Grass is always greener. Right? Yeah. It's like everyone left Canton. They all moved up to green. Yeah. <laughs> if 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 you believe in white flight, I think that happened. Uh, people have been moving north, but then they're also moving south from Akron. So green is like this perfect place in between the two cities. Wow. <laughs> There's my theory, and they have they have a nice uh, Acme there, and like they got all this new stuff there. Blake, do you like grilled cheese sandwiches? I like. A good grilled cheese. I like grilled cheese sandwiches. Are you about to talk about Tom yeah, and Chi? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They have a Tom and Chi in green. Yeah. This Blake, this place specializes in grilled cheese sandwiches and tomato soup. That's all they serve. Oh. It's great. That's it? Yep. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yep. There was a, there's a like chain out here called The Melt that's kind of like that. Yeah, we have. Oh, yeah. Melt. That's kinda yeah. Like- <laughs> Melt is great. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's it's it's before the Tom and Chi if you're going that way. Okay. Uh, I see it. There's like an Aldi's over there. Mm-hmm. That's how you know how gentrified it is. It's like yeah. there's an Aldi's and like yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I haven't. I haven't gone there yet, but I haven't been going to Kebab and Curry, and it's great. Okay. I'll check. I'll check it out. Uh. So yeah, I want to hear your take on Sekiro. I'm sorry. Like we're we're jumping all over the place, but I That's I, okay. I I we have it's been a very long time since we've had an episode. It feels like yeah, I, I was yeah, sick pre GDC. I think yeah, and then yeah. no, we we had one GDC episode with Blake well, and Ozzy with me. But yeah, you haven't been on the episode yeah since before GDC. Yeah, so you've had a lot of Sekiro to die twice in. Yeah, I played. I don't know. It released in in endish of March, the day before my birthday. So I had like a whole weekend plan. Uh, I've played about between eight and ten hours of it, and I just don't think it's for me. Yeah. And this is kind of a bummer because this was the first FromSoft game I'd been really excited for since probably Dark Souls through or two because I, I, that was kind of like my peak fandom. And uh, you know, I have my issues with Bloodborne, and I really liked three, but it was also more of the same. And I feel like it's important to state that up front. A lot of people who don't like Sekiro are are accused by Sekiro fans of just wanting more Dark Souls. 
I didn't want more Dark Souls. As much as I love that IP, and as fast as I would pre-order Dark Souls 4 if they were ever to announce it, I'd be fine if it was done. I thought, like, they came in, they made great games, and then they, they bounced. But Sekiro, the problem with Sekiro is that since since Dark Souls 2, actually, all of their games, from Dark Souls 3 to Bloodborne to Sekiro, have have become more linear in certain ways. In Bloodborne, they said, you know what, ranged combat magic, we're not about that. There's, like, some magical implements in Bloodborne, but it's mostly about fast-paced combat. Sekiro is about melee combat with one key weapon, the sword you get at the beginning of the game. Yeah. And it's it's built on parrying. Parrying was a big thing in, in Dark Souls and Bloodborne, but you didn't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, two weaned you off of it. Two was like, here, I have two weapons, but you can't parry, and I was fine with that. Uh, but really, like if you, if you don't click with Sekiro's system, if you don't have the timing of parrying down, um, you're just kind of screwed. Now I will say that like objectively objectively I think that Sekiro is a well-made game. I'm not dunking on it. Mm-hmm. I also think it's maybe from software's best combat system that they've ever designed. And this is from a company that's kind of built a reputation over the past 10 years a very intricate combat systems. Yeah. But um I I don't want more Dark Souls, but what I liked about Dark Souls was the open-endedness in terms of exploration and in terms of your approach to virtually anything in the game from boss fights to navigation uh Sekiro has like two main paths and that's it the environments are gorgeous but they're all kind of very samey mm-hmm. uh I don't know how many more Japanese villages I need to go through I feel like I've seen them all and it is set during a certain time period so that's kind of yeah. to be expected um but I just I'm missing the diversity of Dark Souls even though I don't want another Dark Souls and yep. I just again I feel like Sekiro is a is a very well made game, but I just I gave it a good ten hours and I decided I was done. I just wasn't I didn't find it very fun. I wasn't having fun with it. Well, I was surprised to hear that. I, I heard some people say that it's kind of like a rhythm game yeah. with uh, the parry system and how it works. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. And in fact, I actually got pretty good at the parry system. But one issue I found, and I'm not saying this is the way the game is. It's just it's something that happened to me. There's actually, the combat is so, parrying is so important in this game, and there are Mm -hmm. different techniques you can learn, different types of parrying, that they give you kind of a a beat-up dummy, hits this zombie guy, and you can go to him anytime you want in, like, the town area and practice certain moves and get good at them. But there are certain techniques you learn. Like, there's, there's this one particular type of parry this counter, I guess we'll call it, that uses spear guys. When spear guys thrust at, at you, they play a sound, there's a glint of light on the steel of the spear, and then you press B, and your guy like steps down on the spear, and then you can lunge forward. Yeah. And I got it down pat on the training guy, but when I was fighting certain spear enemies, the rules didn't apply at all. They had their own timing, they had their own thing, and that's uh, fine. Yeah. I, I'm totally cool with like changing it up a bit, but I feel like the practice was completely worthless. And I just I I'm I discovered Dark Demon Souls in my late twenties. I still love challenging games, but I was a lot more open to it. And now I'm just kind of like I don't know. I'm not having fun with this. Yeah, you know. Uh, so I don't think it's a bad game. I'm just gonna say it's it's not for me. And I'm I'm disappointed. Sam know? seemed to like it. He really did. Sam and I have talked a little bit about it on Slack, um, but he he really liked. So Sekiro is really, 
it's less an evolution of Dark Souls because they've been pretty forthcoming in saying this is not a Souls game. We don't consider this a Souls game. But it really is more an evolution of Bloodborne's systems. The yeah. combat is very frenetic. It's very parry heavy. Uh, and I mean, it's if you actually like what you should do, go on and watch a uh, a pro player put some time into Sekiro. It's gorgeous to behold. You really feel like you're yeah. watching like a great martial arts movie. It's just a, it's yeah. beautiful to behold in motion. But if it doesn't click with you, if if you were one of those people in Dark Souls or Bloodborne who just didn't like pairing and couldn't get it, you might have a really rough time with this game. And I, I, I for the record. I was a pairing machine in Dark Souls games. I, I can do... Mm-hmm. I even uploaded a video where in Dark Souls Remastered, I did a bow-only playthrough. I got to this point where you fight this knight. I would get my shield out, parry him, switch to my bow, shoot him, switch to my shield, parry. Like, I could do some really fun stuff. I got the time. Were, this game were I just you more didn't. of a Steve Perry or a Joe Perry? Steve or Joe Perry? Steve Perry or Joe Perry? I was... I was I'm saying... Oh, okay. I'm saying Joe Perry. Definitely. <laughs> Joe Perry's my guy. Listen. Yeah. But uh, it's it's a good game, but um, it's also it's proven very divisive. Yeah, not only within the Shack News chatty, but I I went to the um, I read the Sekiro Reddit, and a lot of people these these are the diehards there from mm-hmm. all across the internet, and there sure. are a lot of people who are like I don't know, I just don't think this game is for me, and it also like you play as one guy. There are multiple endings, but the fact of the matter is, again, one thing I love about Souls. I'm still playing these games and still playing builds I've never tried before. Yeah. This really does not, it seems like a one and done game, and that is not my jam. Yeah. That's what's surprising about it is that once you're done, everyone I've heard, they're like, yep, well, that's it. Yeah. No one wants to keep playing it. Whereas, like, you've played Souls forever. I've seen people go replay Souls. I think Mr. Sleepy's playing Dark Souls on Switch. Yeah. And Mr. Sleepy doesn't like Sekiro, but he's loving Dark Souls. Mm hmm. Um, you, you know, I was going to ask you, like, do you think that people who liked Bloodborne are predisposed to liking Sekiro? Yes. There are a lot of similarities. Interesting. It evolves on Bloodborne systems specifically in a lot of ways. Oh, man, I forgot. I wanted to do a new a new segment here, uh, and I just <laughs> uh, I, I completely forgot about it. Uh, but when you mentioned the Shackers who liked Bloodborne, it yeah. kind of triggered this in my head. Uh-oh. <laughs> Talk about my April Fool's article from last year. That no, no, well. no. Okay. I have a worst Shacker power ranking. Oh. Uh, that I am going to start unveiling once a week. Oh. So here are the worst. Okay. Wickis. Could... Wickis is number one. <sighs> Actually, no, sorry. Wickis is three. I guess first on my list is Wickis. He's, he's definitely, I like Wickis, but he can definitely be like a love hate type of poster. Freed this dude. Yeah, yeah, on yeah, Shackmas, yeah, yeah. freedom yeah. can't be bothered to listen to the podcast. Right, we'll fucking post everything about a giant bomb. Yeah, all day long. Yeah, can't be bothered to listen to the Shackcast. The guy who freed you to be even on my fucking forum. Right, come on, Wickis. Yeah. So yeah, Wickis number three on my power rankings okay. for, for worst shackers. I think they're like are objectively worst shackers out there, but I get where you're coming. No, from. No, it's just gonna be each week. Okay, I'm gonna call out shackers. I'm okay. gonna personally attack shackers on this podcast. Okay, because oh, okay. they're they're not gonna hear it. That's true. Come on, you guys. <laughs> it's get a riled te- up. It's a test, and it's it's really for Mister Sleepy to post. Oh shit! Awesome's throwing heat, and then that he will too. This this is my. This is my means of engaging the community. All right. Because they're clearly not listening to us. Uh, second, 
is Corban or Corban. Hmm. Pretty terrible. I don't he, know if I have any issues with him. Yeah, he's pretty terrible. Okay. I won't even provide context for why I think they're terrible. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna say they're terrible. <laughs> You're the worst. Why? You're second worst. You, are. you know why. Yeah. If you listen, thanks. <laughs> if you don't, you know why. <laughs> right. And then the worst shacker of the of the of this episode. Okay. A bunch. A bunch? Yeah. A bunch. Is he newer? I don't know. I was expecting another. I won't say the name I was expecting. I know. No, I know. I I thought this this list would surprise people, honestly. I I honestly, uh, right? They're not. Those weren't the names you were expecting. All right. Well, that actually just will keep people in suspense because there are definitely a lot more names to come than exactly if I wasn't expecting any of these. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I wanted to keep you guys on your toes. Yeah. Uh, And Blake won't know why because he doesn't read the chatty. But, uh, (laughs) you know, you, you do. Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> I I read some chatty here and there. I am not a frequent flyer. Right. Yeah, but that's like that's not the people who read the chatty, they come to the site probably what, forty times a day? Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. if not more. That's a, that it's a slow day. That's like a slow day yeah. on the chatty if yeah. you're only refreshing forty times. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like there's people who read the chatty and there's people who don't. You can't really can't be half pregnant with chatty <laughs> i love that analogy because that uh, presumes that you could be half pregnant with something else but it's pretty good it's, pre- <laughs> it's, pre- it's pretty good uh so i don't know how long a bunch has been posting but he poaches he pun- he posts a ton a bunch would you say he posts a bunch, yeah, look how bunch. this is just in like the last month oh, look damn. at all these posts we have a lot of regulars though who like claim they have day jobs, but I don't know, man. I wonder their post frequency says otherwise. I wonder. I'm starting. I'm starting to theorize. Yeah. Like, what if Red Shack and Sharif are the same Dude, person? I, no bullshit. I told you that from the beginning. You, you might have said that. I like, did. I was like, are they the same person? And you're like, no. And I was like, I think they might be. I'm telling you, they might be the same. person. They might be the same person. They even have the same sort of uh, like uh, sentence structure and diction. But they're both Canadian. Oh shit! The plot thickens. That's what I'm saying. So it's like it, it becomes difficult. But no, yeah, those I, are your those are your three worst shows. I, I brought that to the table like a year ago. But yeah, they know why. Yeah, all these people know why. They I know think why. they're the worst. Right. But those are the three worst. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, Wickis, just come on, man. <laughs> and then like, uh, Corbon knows why, and I can't remember like why with a bunch. But I, I, they did things enough for me to like actually write their names down on my list. You know what? We could actually have. Two I need lists. to start doing this because there's so many people that post on the chatty. I can't keep track of who's who's the worst. You could do there's two so lists. many terrible posters. I have to like, <laughs> I have to literally do a power ranking every episode. You could do two power rankings: <clears throat> worst posters overall, worst posters in the Trump dump. Because oh no, you no, could no, fish no. several. I'm out of not. There. I don't even go in the Trump dump. I only go there probably once a month. Only when I have a real good GIF or something. Yeah. Only or then. Relevant Shack News content. Yeah. That you post. Sometimes I will just post. Like maybe I should post your long read in there, this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I try not to wade into the Trump dump, because uh, it's just it's vicious discourse. Most it's of the getting time. worse. But yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, but no. Yeah. Limiting it to just the chatty. Okay. But that Overall. includes the Trump dump. It does. <laughs> 
but I don't read the Trump dump very much. So you know what thread I did read in the chatty today? Now as we segue from my super negative segment that I think is pretty great. Uh, not that you're biased. Not that I'm biased. Right. You know, I, I've reached this like year five, no fucks given <laughs> you attitude. Have, you have, you totally have. And I, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Feels good, man. There was a thread from my documents who underrated poster. Yeah, I like him. Her. Oh, her. Sorry. I, think I, if, I didn't even mean that like gender. Yeah. I just, it's something I, I like say. documents. Okay. Yeah. He, she posted uh, the Star Wars trailer. Episode nine. Did you watch that? Yes, I did. Did like? Did you watch that that video? Oh, the new Lando movie. Yeah, Fat Lando. Lando Did you see the Lando movie? Yeah, I saw the parts with Lando. I don't know who those other people are, and I don't really care. I think Cthulhu might have been there. Right. That's just Lando supporting cast. Maybe. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) That's Lando. Everything else. Laughing. Everything else, who cares? They failed to endear the characters in any sort of way to me. Oh, this, oh, this I think I think they have a a new mechanic to make Ray just the biggest hero of time ever. Like uh, basically, this ongoing Luke Skywalker dialogue in her head yeah. is going to be pretty sweet. <laughs> I want to see like a Batman Arkham Knight type twist where uh, Mark Hamill is in her head, but she's just getting really pissed off with him. Like, you know what like i idolized you but enough is enough yeah like way. shut up like yeah. please stop talking to me i need to catch up do you know i haven't seen the star wars movie since episode seven you haven't seen the last jedi no oh dude uh, yeah I, no, I know i know yeah uh, I know. you know what happens I, I, yeah i want to hear you come back i know it i know that's a super it. divisive movie yeah. yeah. Now Serpico seventy four, another chatty poster, and I have tend to have a very similar opinions on things. Actually, now that I think about it, he likes Sekiro, so he is wrong. But I feel like he really he loved the Last Jedi. So I feel like I might because I'm kind of in that camp where I'm like, fuck the Skywalkers, I'm sick of the Skywalker shit. Uh-huh. Like Star Wars is not a universe. Star Wars is like the Skywalker house. You know, sure, it's very centered on them. Yeah, and I I'm totally into the idea that. Like we can tell other stories, mm-hmm. but I also think that the subtitle for this one, "Rise of Skywalker," could mean a lot of different things. Yeah. I've seen some really. I read there are a couple of threads about the trailer and chatting. I read and there's some pretty good theories floating around. Yep, but I'm hyped for this movie, so it makes me want to catch up. I you. need to. I need to at least see episode eight. I don't know that I'll see. A I hope. I hope you don't have to spend money to do it. I know you did not like it. No, it's Blake. Did you like it? The episode the episode oh eight. Oh my god! It what? was here's the oh, how to put this. Yeah, it's cool that other people like it. I don't like it as a movie, mm. and I think that yeah. it's okay. It's okay. I can still be a Star Wars fan and not like a Star Wars movie. Like For I'm sure. gonna go see this goddamn fucking stupid film. For sure. God damn it. Like I, I was like, gonna, I was, and that's how I felt about the. That's how I felt about the first J.J. Abrams one. Like it's like God fucking damn it! I'm gonna go see this stupid goddamn fucking film. Yeah. Like, like that's kind of how I feel about it. I don't get why. I don't. I don't think that fandom. Fandom is so divisive now. It is. Uh, it, and it, it drives me crazy because you can't have real criticism 
without someone telling you to fuck off. Oh, yeah, they're like, if you don't yeah. like this, then turn in your Star Wars card, which I think is bullshit. Well, exactly. it's, it, yeah, yeah, being, being and, bullied but, about fandom is bullshit. Yeah. The, the thing that I hate is the fervent people that are like, well, you don't know what it means to me. And it's like, yes, absolutely do. We all had this same, like, weird, weird dysfunctional 80s childhood that, like, made us all freaking weirdos and we all turned to pop culture savior you know it's not like you're it's pop culture like you know entertainment it's great that people find support in things like star wars and fandom and stuff like that but it can be toxic it totally can be yeah it's it, 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 it when it becomes such an obsession like that when you can't have people speaking ill of it, when it becomes almost like a religion, like yeah, that's that's taking it too far. Do you know? You actually, know, art art is something that you should be critical of, and you should. And yes. I don't mean that you should be like, oh, I think that movie's fucking stupid, or I think that Asian girl is fucking dumb. That's not real criticism. What it is is like saying, like, hey, you know, this casino thing is like a C plot that doesn't really work. You know, there's like plot holes here, there's plot holes there. You should have just killed you know, Leia. You had a perfect opportunity. Yeah. Just kill her. She's dead. But see, but Why see, don't you kill her? Because this was supposed. Here's what sucks. Like, the third movie was supposed to be the Leia movie. I know. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's what they mean by the rise of Skywalker, frankly. I think that, like, I think that it's going to end up being Leia that, like, unifies everybody. Leia's going to tell Ray that she's her mom. And that she's a Skywalker. Yeah. If somehow, somehow, Ray's gonna find not. out that she's Kylo's sister. Well, I think isn't like a lot of people have been predicting, given the divisive reaction to Last Jedi, that Abrams and company are gonna kind of retcon a lot of that. Yeah. Because I, I believe again, I haven't seen it, but I thought in Episode Eight it was made pretty clear that Ray was not a Skywalker. But maybe they're gonna walk that back. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. I don't think they should. That was what Snoke said. Yeah, that, but the, I, that well, they could paint that as well. He would yeah. lie. Yeah, right. Because that's the what dark I'm saying. That's what, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't take that to mean anything. Yeah, I think that she the the that they showed her back on her home planet. The one means that's something. the one thing I honestly appreciated about the last film is when you see the you know when you see the prequels and you hear the lore. It wasn't just like one guy was out there who was in tune with the force like all these people yeah were jedis and sith yeah and i think that that it was good that the movie reminded people of that and you know it was like anyone can be a jedi anyone can be a hero i really like that message uh but there's so many things that are bad about the movie and don't make sense from a storytelling perspective sure i saw uh, uh tommy Rafenas uh from the super meat boy team uh, mm-hmm. team meet mm-hmm. he tweeted out he was like the movie that i wanted to see was this post-apocalyptic world where they're just using these hyperspace spaceships as weapons <laughs> and it's just basically intergalactic combat that just they're taking out planets with spaceships yeah. going hyperspace through them yeah uh because that mm. hyperspace is a weapon that would have been a breakthrough that would have been that cool yeah. would have been implemented in more than just one time i'll, I'll say yeah. this I, th- I think the, the but reason why didn't she oh go ahead here's what i want to know why she waited until half everyone's of the dead. pods were blown up yeah 
Oh, now I'm gonna make this. Well, now that everybody that I was trying to sacrifice myself for has died, I'm gonna make this great sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Made no sense. Makes absolutely no goddamn yeah. sense. Oh yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Why wasn't this ever used before? Like, I could imagine them making like drone ships that just hyperspaced through mm-hmm. other ships. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. those are some of the those are holes in the movie that I'm, I'm willing to point out without any fear of uh, blowback from fans. Because, like, I am a fan. Like, I love the yeah. Star Wars franchise. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it, it means something to me. No, like, whatever. But it's great. Like, I've watched those movies a lot. I think they're they're not amazing motion pictures. They're not, like, the best directed or the best written but they're some of the best movie-watching experiences out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that they failed with the last one to to entertain me yeah, uh, the way that I'm used to. And I, I think this is a good opportunity to fix that. And yeah, like literally putting Skywalker in the name of this movie uh, is a giant middle finger to Ryan Johnson. Which is weird because so. I feel like, like it's almost like the Ewan McGregor, you are the chosen one gif because... Disney seemed to be banking on him a lot. They made they put him at the helm of Episode Eight. I don't know is he still planning on doing a separate trilogy? Yeah, that's okay. So that's still happening. But like here, so here's my thing. This actually kind of ties into Sekiro. Asif, would you say that did you not like Episode Eight as a Star Wars fan, or as like kind of like Blake said, do you find fundamental problems in it with a as a movie there's or, or do you like it or do you not like it because it's not what you were used to kind of like a lot of people who don't like Sekiro are saying the fans of Sekiro are saying oh you don't like it because it's not like what you're used I, to it's not that it wasn't formulaic i think that's fine it's that the things that they chose to do were stupid mm-hmm. it's a re- it's the the plot is we're running out of gas <laughs> that's the- that's the fucking plot of this movie Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Pit Stop. We're running out of gas. Yeah, that's the plot, and then stupid shit happens. Wow. So I really, I felt like it insulted the intelligence of people who actually have been fans for a while. Yeah, and I think that that's what bothered me. Uh, not, not uh, like Blake had mentioned Rose. I thought her character was fine. I actually thought her sister was a really cool character in it. But like, uh, and like it ties into what you were talking about, where everyone can have like an element of the force. That's why, you know, they always said, "May the force be with you." It wasn't just like about one person May having the Skywalker the be with you. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no. But I think that what happened at, and this is spoilers for this movie, what happened at the end with Luke Skywalker disappearing, he became like one with the force. I think, mm-hmm. and like he's now there, and yeah. it's cool. Like I think it's gonna be this. Very similar to how uh, Yoda appeared to him in The Last Jedi. And, you know, he's had Obi-Wan Kenobi appear to him in the past. I think when you die as a Jedi, you become part of this, like, collective. And that's what is going to be in in Rey's head as The Last Jedi. It's a Jedi technique. Yeah. It's a technique to learn how, like, when you go back to the Force, to learn how to communicate. Yeah, there's actually continuity there, right? Because it seems like yeah. like when when Anakin, Luke, from what I've heard, and Anakin, wait, Anakin, Luke, and uh, Ben Kenobi all died. Uh-huh. They all died in a very similar way. They were almost like at peace with themselves. Yeah, and they all had that like dropping of the yeah 
they're they, so, yeah, they yeah, like yeah. disappear. So that's what you and Blake are saying. Like it's a technique. This is something they do purposefully. Uh huh. Okay. Well, they, they they it's from episode. It's actually in episode three. They explain it. Like Yoda tells uh, Obi Wan that Qui Gon is the had mastered it. So there's like audio moments in the prequels where you can hear Qui-Gon in the mix, like, uh, especially when, like, um, Anakin goes to kill the Sand People, uh-huh. like, Qui-Gon's, like, yelling at him not to do it. The Star Wars prequels explain things that didn't need explaining, you don't say. Yeah. yeah. Fuck I know. those movies. I know, right? But they see, like, yeah. at the end of the third movie, Obi-Wan's like, yeah, Qui-Gon's well, like, really... like, talking to me and... To, this technique but chronologically yeah. the first time you see it is oh, that's true is a new hope episode one yeah yeah it's a new hope episode four. Oh yeah, uh, yeah yeah that's when obi-wan disappears and then he tells luke to use the force when he shoots the death star yeah so it's like this is canon and i think luke sky i i was i described it like you turned star wars nine into a buddy cop movie with luke and ray yeah, and yeah. raise like a badass. Yeah, I am so there for that. When a young Jedi gets a <laughs> ghost partner, yeah, I by think... the book, who's totally by the book, yeah, and loves him some weird ass titty milk. Yeah, <laughs> right. That was the low I'm point. In. That I'm was the, that was the low point for the, for the, the franchise. entire franchise. That was the shark when he drank from the the alien titty and then wiped his mouth off and just kind of grinned. I was like, yeah, this is the worst part of the entire movie. Yeah, that's, the, the whole franchise. That's, it's that's worse, worse than, than Jar Jar Binks. It's worse that's than worse. anything Jar Jar did. Wow. It's worse than uh, uh, the no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worse yeah. than that. It's worse than every love scene between Anakin. Oh man, <laughs> Ellie Portman. Clones is painful. Yeah, that is particularly the the saddest <laughs> thing. And like I, there, you know, I I have feelings about the ending of the Last Jedi that I've shared on this podcast before, but and I, I'll say it again: when Leia sends out that distress signal, I wanted the Ewoks to show up. Ewoks are gonna show up. I feel like there's still a chance we're gonna see some Ewoks here, but well, like, if they're copying the original trilogy as much as they they seem to be, like, <laughs> Ewoks gotta show up in the third act. But right? I want them to be like technologically advanced now, like they have X wings yeah. and they like they have like adopted emp- empirical technology on their planet. Wicket is an ace pilot. That's what I want. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I, I thought it would have been awesome. Like you have like Luke Skywalker and his X-wing flying with a bunch of Ewoks, and they just take out like, everyone. And they just like pull a lever and a bunch of rocks drop. Yeah, onto, like, yeah, that's, see, that'd be great. Yeah. That would have been a better two, ending than what we Ewok got. Ships with like logs on them, but it was still like together. going back to like, you mentioned Serpico seventy four. One of the re- I think one of the reasons he likes that movie so much is he is a you know he has a cinematographer's background. Mm-hmm. There are some amazing shots yeah. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think artistically, it's one of the most impressive, uh, just from a visual standpoint. Mm-hmm. But boy, did they screw up on a lot of the plot. Uh, so yeah, I would have rather had Ewoks show up at the end of the Last Jedi. But yeah. I think shout, that shout out to the David Bowie inspired Diamond Dogs. Though. Yep. Uh, but I also, yeah, I, I'm I really dug this trailer today. 
Yeah, I really huh? liked it. I thought it just fucking it, it got me. Seeing Carrie Carrie Fisher, uh that gave me feels. Uh hearing Lando. Luke Skywalker, hearing that laugh at the end, seeing Lando in the Millennium Falcon with Chewie. How about how about John Williams killing it as mm-hmm. usual though? But Chewie's gonna uh-huh. die. Yeah, I, well, I think going back to like, I think that they didn't kill Leia in eight because I feel like they were planning to get rid of one main character, yeah, one old school character per entry, and now, yeah, maybe it's going to be Chewie. I think Chewie's done, or Chewie and Lando together, yeah. with the Millennium Falcon, like going down. Yeah, I think all three of them go down in flames. Yeah, like they're gonna they're have really to, gonna... they're gonna have to save someone. Yeah, and in doing so, I think they're gonna kill the Falcon, yeah. Lando, and. Chewie. I feel like that's how those characters would want to go out. Yeah, and it's time for Chewie. Like he lost Han, and like he needs to like he's old. Well, he's got a family. He's got like what's his kid's name? Like Stinky or something like that. Like Stinky they, they're Baca. probably waiting. For, like they're gonna show Chewbacca going back to his family for Wookiee Life Day at the end of this, and like doing a little <laughs> ceremony for Han. Oh. For everyone, Chewbacca really- is gonna be. Chewbacca's, Chewbacca is going to outlast everyone. Wookiees live forever. Chewbacca, in the original like continuity, he dies getting crushed yeah, by, by a, a moon. moon. I know. And that is the only way <laughs> to kill Chewbacca. I mean, if that's the way they want to kill him in this movie, go for it. If Chewbacca but, like, gets crushed by a moon, okay, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Chewbacca dies any other way, fuck you, J.J. Abrams. I'm going to kick you in the dick. So he's probably gonna. I, I just have a feeling he's gonna kill. He's gonna. You're gonna kick JJ Abram in the dick. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna cry when C3PO dies. They can't. Oh, they know. can't. Those droids live forever. I'm sorry. They yeah. they will outlast everyone. C3PO's so. in the cloud anyway. You can destroy his body. But, the thing, but they're those. But they're the. Body. They're the narrators, right? They're just there to bear witness to everything anyway. Yeah, I think yeah. that for continuity's sake. One of those two droids will live, if not both. Oh, man. Uh, but they can't. Uh, do you? Th- so it, they're not going to kill uh, Leia in the crawl. It doesn't look like it. Mm-mm. I don't think that Leia is going to die. I think Leia is didn't, the Skywalker that they're talking about in Rise of Skywalker. She, didn't she film some scenes? Or? Yeah, there's no CGI of of Carrie Fisher, Fisher whatsoever. Okay, like, they've been adamant about that. that so they, did right, JJ just kind of hedge for this? When he, he was filming used, episode seven, no, they just used footage that they had. They worked it. Hmm. I don't know how. I really don't know how it's gonna work, but yeah, I don't trust Disney. <laughs> their their yeah. Imagineers probably gonna do some Photoshop in here or some CG. All I know is they uh, made her fly like she was freaking Mary Poppins in space. She she should just died. I'm wondering what this like. That. This is an interesting year for like franchises though because game of thrones is ending like the the first phase of the marvel film uh franchise is ending and like the new star wars trilogy is over and they're gonna like take a breather on films after this they're saying so you know that's a lot of that's a lot of change for like how the last decade of entertainment has gone it sets us up perfectly for some sort of a a Zelda series or something. Yeah. I'm hoping this Godzilla thing takes off. I love Kaiju, so I'd yeah. love to see yeah. like more giant monster movies, you know? I am all about Godzilla movies. 
Yeah, so I'm hoping for that. But, uh, you know, one sci-fi series that I really, really wish more people were paying attention to right now uh, that I think is really great and isn't getting enough credit for what it's doing is the Orville. Uh, it's really good. It's really good. Like, there's some stuff in the first season that's excellent. I just but care. This, I don't like this that is, guy. The second season's been really good. I'm telling you, like, get over, get over your Seth MacFarlane stuff. I can't. I don't like him. Blake, He's, Blake, did you watch You're the Worst? Uh, no. I know that that just ended. Oh, it was. And uh, the I know was that perfect. You should watch the, that. I'm a, I, I actually that. just went to a taping of Doug Loves Movies, mm-hmm. Doug ben, one of Doug Benson's podcasts. Uh, the other weekend, mm-hmm. so uh, I know that Doug's a prevalent character in that show, and um, yeah, one of my friends that I went to the thing with is always has been recommending it to me. Yeah, uh, but like, yeah, I've only watched like one or two episodes. Like, I haven't really checked it out too much. That's great. Mm. But yeah, Lando, he looks happy. Lando's yes. happy. Watch the Orville; it's great. It deals with a lot of. I think it it does a lot of what TNG and Star Trek. The original series did and just deals with a lot of social issues. And, like, the humor isn't as late. It isn't as all over the place uh, as you'd expect, especially in the second season. But, like, there are some good jokes here and there. Uh, But it's just, like, yeah. It's just well done, I think. And uh, I really, I'm really enjoying uh, the second season a lot. I don't know. I think uh, I think it's worth checking out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> maybe if you can't, maybe maybe if Asif can't do it, uh, David, you should do it, and then maybe you can recommend it to people that aren't Asif or back me up on it. <laughs> I might have to do that. <laughs> I mean, I've I've read about it. Uh, there, there's usually threads on the chatty about it, but yeah, I don't know. Not a fan of that guy. <sighs> He's uh, he's just okay. I it's think, not like he's the only person involved in making the show. I know, right? but I know I know how that guy operates. That dude's an executive producer on that show, so he's wetting his beak. And Actually, I, I need like to him. get back to um, the good place. You haven't finished it? No, because I was actually I was waiting for season three to finish. I watched we watched the first two seasons. It's on Hulu. It. Season th- I don't think season three is. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But see, okay, last time I watched a new show on Hulu, they would only keep the five most recent episodes. I think that they have all of them. I'll have to check that out then. Yeah. They might be on Netflix now, too. Hmm. Huh. They have it on uh, Netflix as well. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You if may have already Netflix. watched it because everything's all Jeremy Baramy. Oh, and Asif, no, no better call Saul until next year. This is the worst news. Yeah. I actually, you're now making me acknowledge it. Yeah. I, I have been in denial about this news. I, is is that actually, who confirmed that? It was an executive from AMC. <sighs> That's really disappointing. Yeah. How do you miss a whole season? I know. That's not right. And I feel like, as much as I love that show, I feel like it needs the momentum of a 12-month cycle. It does. Oh no! It's it's, just, it's much more of a slow burn than Breaking Bad, and I don't think they can really afford to take. It makes me wonder: Are break. they making a Breaking Bad movie? Actually, they are. So that's what is happening. Yeah, it's a Jesse Pinkman movie. It actually takes up from where he left off in Breaking Bad. So, like, as he's driving away. Yeah. So, like, or well, you know, I don't know if it's going to start right there, but it's it's after the events of Breaking Bad. 
That's cool. And that is cool, but I would actually prefer Better Call Saul. I would rather have that. a new season of Better Call Saul than a, a movie based on Breaking Bad. Yeah. Because Breaking Bad, each episode was basically a fucking movie. Yeah. Why are they doing a movie? Yeah, there's no need. This, this is one of those Hollywood cash-ins. It is. It's it's an initiative all across AMC. Like, they, they made this big deal about Rick leaving Walking Dead and saying yeah. that he's going to die. But no, he's just, he left, and he's going to star in, like, a few of their movies or something. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, so I was bummed out to hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I think, uh, that's enough talk about that's things our that hollywood are, minute yeah that's more that's more than enough to off topic things for this episode yeah i hope you guys did like the the new feature with the worst shacker of the week i did i think it's pretty great i support that they know what they did what a shacker of and, the week. and i got to like unburden myself uh my thoughts of sekiro so yeah that's i think good. that's it was important. a healing it was a healing episode yeah I, I think we healed i will say like the last the last point i wanted to make was like i felt some vindication in the chatty because there was a lot of blowback on me for not liking bloodborne mm-hmm. you know talking about <laughs> occasionally toxic fandoms yeah but a lot of the people who gave me the hardest time about that uh like uh nasty jack he also does not care for sekiro so i haven't played yeah. it out but like now people know how i feel like daring to talk against the the from loyalists like look, yeah. not everything they do is going to be great for me no yeah. and then they there's a whole other element going on about uh from an accessibility in games yes and that's a whole other debate that really isn't about the difficulty in the game i don't think and it, it for some reason it became that mm-hmm. um which is disappointing you know like a lot of people are like well you know it's just from software that's what they do Blake, you, you know, you, you were in Japan last year with me. Yeah. So much of that culture is built around accessibility. Uh, oh, that's so brilliant. Every stop light, every crosswalk is made for people who are deaf mm. as well as blind. Um, just so many different things that uh, if you're in an elevator, the buttons are lower so people in wheelchairs can reach them. Mm-hmm uh every you know the bathrooms are very accessible so it's like the culture over there is not one to not think of accessibility i think if anything they're ahead of us in a lot of ways so that's why i'm surprised uh to not see the japanese devs doing it as well as american devs have specifically as terrible as they they might be doing this generation microsoft has done a great job with accessibility this generation uh, with the adaptive controller and also just their software efforts. So it's just, uh, I feel like this debate is not about your game being too hard. It's about making it in a way where people can play it and making that those accessibility features more visible. Mm-hmm. I think that's that'll be the good thing that's taken out of this debate. But uh, you know, I, I I follow and you know uh, have been you know acquaintances with Steven Spawn for a while from Able Gamers, mm-hmm. and uh, the amount of hatred he's gotten in the past week for just literally advocating for accessibility is just staggering and disgusting, and it makes me sad that that's the, what the the vocal 
part of the community wants to do with their time is attack someone right who's in a wheelchair that advocates for people to be able to play games and like mm-hmm. saying awful things to him uh and the internet is just full of mean people who get to hide behind behind anonymity but that to me was the other thing that was born out of Sekiro's release is this debate about games being difficult and games being accessible and yeah. i'm like you can make a game that's hard as shit that's fine anyone can you can do that uh tumble seed you i made blake this, play that this kind of goes back to what i made you play this at gdc remember that game tumble seed oh my god that <laughs> game's too fucking hard yeah it's just ridiculously yeah. hard no one can beat it it got terrible scores as a result so like you can you can go this route and go too far and fail so it's not like you know it's not like you're always going to succeed just by making a hard game and i think that kind of speaks to what you're talking about too uh but it's i, I think, think i think it's just important in 2019 to for for software developers of all kinds to factor in accessibility there's uh you want gamers to be able to play your games and there's really talented and cool content creators who might have uh disabilities that aren't able to play your game so it becomes more visible that you're not catering to everyone right this goes back to what we were talking about earlier about fandom becoming a pissing contest too mm-hmm. like people that say oh you're not a real gamer unless you're a hardcore 100 percent every difficult game ever let me see your achievement list yeah 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 stuff like that that's ridiculous like why do kids care about that stuff you know why do they whoa it's not like this is west side story and you gotta like no, but street cred by doing a little knife fight dance or something i feel like society so that, in general is just focused on how many likes do you have how many subs do you have how many followers do you have how many friends do you have like yeah how does it's that all, validate an opinion it doesn't but i think that that's yeah. that's why uh people get so entrenched in these different uh groups and you have a very group you have a very vocal group of toxic people in the gaming community and they will say horrible things to devs and women and minorities and now disabled people it's just all over the place uh and every time they pop up i try to be there uh to signal boost for the the whatever minority they're talking to uh but yeah, I I reached out to Steven last week about it and just told him like keep doing what you're doing, dude. It's it's a uh, it must be exhausting. He replies to far too many people cuz he he believes deep down that he can change their opinion. Mm-hmm. And that's a really admirable thing. It is. But man, it it, it must hurt. Uh so yeah, just shout out to I think he's going to be nominated for a dude for Shag News award this year. Yeah, that's cool. Uh because he's he's doing it for Shaq News big time, uh, but yeah, that was like the last thing I kind of wanted to talk about with Sekiro. It was just, it was kind of an offshoot of that. Um, but yeah, like I I don't think I wouldn't look at that game differently if there was some other easier mode. No, no, no. You know, yeah. And I think like Yoshi games do that in a really interesting way. Like you can play a Yoshi game. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to progress through. And then if you want to go back and get all the collectibles and do all these different things, then it becomes like a very difficult platformer. Mm -hmm. So there's a way that Nintendo does it where anyone can pick up and play and enjoy it, 
but it's very difficult to master. Right. Uh, so I don't know. I think it comes down to design. It comes down to settings in the games and uh, being mindful from a project standpoint to do this going forward. But I kind of hope that we see more accessibility in games, especially PlayStation 4 and Nintendo, because uh, they have not done a good job of that, really, uh, compared to Microsoft, compared to PC. Uh, PC has always been the leader because people have been yeah. hacking together mods forever. I'll say this. I, I feel like um, I think that if the the Xbox One hadn't been doing so poorly in other ways this generation, we might not have seen these other initiatives from Microsoft, such as mm-hmm. uh, a renewed focus on backwards compatibility and accessibility, because now, because ps4 is just kind of trouncing them Mm -hmm. they need to find other niches i think it's one of those situations where when you're doing poorly you finally start listening to your fans yeah you have to and you you also find other areas to where you can excel yeah and and they and you know steven worked with them on the on the adaptive controller project so i don't know yeah i hear you it's one of these things where if but it really seems like Nintendo has been deaf to this. They have not been listening mm-hmm. uh, as well as they could. Because mm-hmm. they're a very closed ecosystem. Yeah, they are. Uh, and Sony is a little more open, but their platform's pretty closed off. They have their hardware that they support. Uh, so I think it's some of that, and then it's also uh, debug consoles mm-hmm. that exist in software for PC that really don't exist on consoles. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's another challenge, but that, that's why a lot of these folks are playing games on PC. Uh, but it was it, there was a a pledge that was going around uh, that Corey Barlog uh, started. Uh, it was like I I will not let access uh, accessibility will not compromise my vision or something. Yeah, I saw that. He's a cool he's a cool guy. Yeah, and that's a. I think that's an e- I think that's an easy thing to say and it's very hard to do. And uh but yeah, when I when I when we did our redesign, accessibility was at the forefront of it. I I always want to make our page easier to use for everybody. Yeah. Um and like you know, we've added stuff like alt text to our image embeds that 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 helps people who are blind mm-hmm. who don't who don't see the image, you give them a another kind of meta a new kind of metadata so like we we went really deep to make sure that uh the site was accessible and has been accessible and it's easy to read and it's easy to share and uh the upcoming update's going to make it easier to log into but yeah accessibility it's something that i really admired at apple uh for the longest time i think they've been ahead mm-hmm. of the game for forever on this uh, it's cool to see Microsoft copy Apple again, <laughs> yeah, in a good way. Uh, but yeah, uh, also Oprah. You know what's cool? What? Oprah. Oprah. Oprah says is cool. Oprah. Apple. Um, Oprah is on Apple Apple TV Plus. Also, you know what else is cool? Mm. Uh, Goldman Sachs and credit cards. Oh. Uh. Oh, they're the coolest. They're the coolest credit cards. uh, Here, just riddle me this. We haven't we haven't had a chance to talk. I think I talked about this in the last podcast, but whatever. Screw you guys. Um, (laughs) Goldman Sachs has the dankest memes. Do you think that? 
Steve Jobs would cry if Oprah came out on stage at an Apple event? Uh, I mean, probably for different reasons. <laughs> he might. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to cry when you're in the presence of something as holy as Oprah. But when Tim but, Cook bowed to her, did she become the new head of Apple? Oprah is queen. So, yeah, like, that's an interesting you're, that's point. That's what you don't seem to understand. He bowed to Oprah's- Oprah. She came out, he bowed to her, they hugged, and then he started crying. And I was like, I don't think Steve Jobs would have taken it to that. I was like, extreme. Steve Jobs is dead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Fuck. I don't think he would have taken it to that extreme. It's taken. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I don't think Steve Jobs would have gone that. And way. would he have partnered with Goldman Sachs on anything? No. No. On anything? I would hope not. Who partners with Goldman Sachs? I don't know, man. You Some of the worst that, people. Yeah. You got to pay that Oprah Some of the worst people. No offense you if you're working Oprah? at Goldman Sachs out there, but you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Those people who are like, hey, buy this stock, and then they turn around and they short it. Yeah. That's Goldman Sachs. Yeah. The ones who are like, hey, buy these mortgages, dummy, and then they turn around and they buy the insurance on the mortgages, the credit <laughs> default swaps. They sell you the mortgage. They turn around. They bet on it going down in value. That's Goldman Sachs. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. Apple has thrown any of its morality out the window. And they act like they're the high and mighty with their privacy shit. Like, anyone gives a shit about privacy. If people gave a shit about privacy, Facebook would not have 1.4 billion daily active users. I do love the South Park episode about that. <laughs> like, Was it Cartman who was, like, freaking out about data, yeah. but, like, ultimately nobody really cared or mm-hmm. something like that? Yeah. I thought it was a good episode. So, uh, yeah. No. I could see Steve Jobs, like, giving her that gesture of respect. But breaking down sobbing? No. no. no he, it wasn't like he was sobbing, but he, he was crying. crying. Without, like, no, that's, that's extreme. That feels <laughs> like something for um, for showmanship. Because obviously they'd met before then. Yeah. Like, it was just a big deal yeah. for Oprah to finally announce her Oprah-ness on Apple. All I'm saying is that Stephen King adaptation is why I'm going to subscribe to Apple TV or whatever they call I it. I know. Everyone's got their reason. Everyone's going to subscribe to everything. Also, fuck you, YouTube TV. Listen to this shit. They keep going up. Did you see this bullshit? What is it? It was $35 uh, a month when I was ranting about yeah. it a year ago. Yeah. I said, this is the best deal ever. Yep. Oh, hey, Asif. We're uh, up in your fee again. Isn't uh, this like 50 now? 55. 55. Next month fuck that why because yeah. they add discovery channel discovery channel is not worth 15 dollars more a month to me fuck that shit if i am canceling that shit because it's basically cable at that point yeah the, see here's the thing i firmly believe that if, if a service like that is going to raise their price you shouldn't get hit by it for at least 12 months mm-hmm. you know like Last year, Amazon Prime had raised the cost of Prime from 99 to 125 or whatever it is, like a month before I renewed. But I renewed for 99 because that, that was, you know, it wasn't enough time for me to like adapt to it. Yeah. I'm going to pay 125 this year. I'm not going to like it, but at least I had 12 months to think about it. But I, I, yeah, Apple TV or YouTube TV seems to just keep jumping up. Yeah, I'm pissed because I, I like their service. I like the unlimited cloud based DVR. I do not think it's worth 55 a month. No. Uh, which sucks. Oh, and then while we're on that topic, my fucking stupid Apple TV remote broke. You know this part? Yeah. This fucking part mm-hmm. with the touch? Mm, yeah, you it need do- that. I keep no direction. Does not does not understand direction. So I, I'm like, oh, it has Siri. So I start talking. I open YouTube TV. Talking about accessibility. 
it doesn't know how to swipe down. I can't tell it to move down. Oh, uh, so yeah, that that piece of shit. I dug out this old one, and it works. Damn, the space metal gray. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. They need to do something about that shit. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't want to buy a new one. Those things are pieces of shit. I already yeah. hate it. Now I have to buy a new one to replace it, or else the stupid box is worthless. Yeah. That Ugh. sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I think we'll wrap up the show before I keep complaining about stuff. I will say I'm going to resub to... What is it? Is it YouTube Red at the end of the month? You know why. Karate Kid. Hell yes. That's so true. Then I'll drop it. Like That's what I did last I'm gonna. I'm super excited for Game of Thrones, actually. I'm going to resub to HBO for that, and then I'll drop it again. Lola, do you want to come up here? Although, when does, when does Silicon Valley start? Isn't it about the time of year it should be starting? I don't know. I haven't heard anything yet. Loli, do you want to come up here? Um, yeah, let's 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 end the show. All right, right. End the show, Blake. You got anything else? No, we're good. Uh, I don't know. Buy my buy my new single. Oh come yeah, to my shows. If you're around, if you're in Northern California, yeah, check uh, out Cartoon Violence. They're playing in Cupertino, and San Francisco, and Oakland, and Portland, and San Vegas, Jose. San Jose. Sorry, like you, you just you just almost verbatim quoted a local uh, radio ad that's been around for decades. Sorry, <laughs> right um, but yeah, no, we're gonna be know. no, but like we're gonna be uh, it's gonna be Cupertino, Oakland, um, <clears throat> then San Francisco, then. Then Vegas, Parma then Heights, a few shows Vermilion. in Portland. Um. Then we're back to then we're back to Oakland. Yep. Uh, but the new single is hot. It's fire. We want it to be the summer jam. Chupa Chups. So, we, uh, well, that's we couldn't call it Chupa Chups for legal reasons. But it's called it's called Fizzy and Ticklish. I like that uh, though. That's good. Fizzy yeah. and Ticklish. That's the name of it. Yeah. See, I've heard yeah. this song. I didn't even know its name. And then uh, I, I remember when you you I remember when you made the loop. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, I remember he played me the loop. Yeah, for we've like, kind oh. of been sitting on this for like almost a year. Yeah, and uh, it's just we've been we've been busy beavers. Uh, so this is gonna be fun. I hope. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a lot of work, and I am very much just been like going in a million directions planning and executing this and we still failed to we were supposed to have shows in la and arizona and like nothing came through i'm it is it's really rough it's really rough i don't know what else to say it's just been a very difficult tour to plan and i've been doing it since i'm really excited to just get it over with yeah well do that man and then you know you'll have experience under your belt for the next one you know just keep moving forward We've been touring now. Uh, this is our third year in a row going on tour. That's cool. So, yeah, it was just like things didn't things didn't work out quite the way we planned with some of the things, but it's still we got some decent shows, yeah. and it's going to be fun. And like uh, like I said, Alice knows karate, and Doctor Striker are joining us on the road. It's the Super Best Friends tour. Doctor Striker is an <laughs> awesome band. He just re- they just released a new album called The Man. Totally awesome worth checking out they put out really weird music videos each week about like different different subjects this week i think has to do with capitalism 
Uh, last week they talked about uh, the internet, and the week before that was the space race. Mm-hmm. They talked about like, um, the, like uh, when all that poo almost uh, infected all the water in London and made everyone sick, and they had to get rid of the poo. So just very educational rock and roll. That happened in my city and city skylines. Really? That's right. Yeah, my river overflowed, and uh, a sanitary issue. It, I had put I had put too many of my sewage output things mm-hmm. on this one area, and it it was a it was like a road on the on the shore. Yeah, and then this little land area kind of across the street. Uh-huh. The poo water overflowed the wa- the street <laughs> and kind of pooled. Ew. in that area Ew. so i had to bulldoze it and i built a school there and it's the poo water school now ah, that's great poo water school that's in, in the pool poo water elementary uh but yeah uh so i i know that feel uh from city skylines i'm still playing that on switch i'm still i'm that guy i'm the guy who's playing city skylines on switch great game it's a good system it's it's a game that i play uh, after i rage quit out of tetris 99 after Mm -hmm. two second place finishes last night fuck that game (laughs) that game is infuriating yeah and then i played some punch out last night uh because that game is so good it is good it holds up get the we're trying to beat the speed run record i was trying to just get to uh king hippo uh, it was late at night, but yeah, it, it was it was great. The game still feels really good. I'm gonna go on record here. This isn't exactly a, the spiciest of hot takes, but Super Mario Two is garbage. Don't play that game. The lost levels. Yeah, the game sucks. Yeah, like objectively, it's terrible. I thought you were talking about Doki no, Doki Panic. Super Mario Two USA is great. Yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not Mario World, but I like it. But Super Mario 2 Lost Levels is a bad game. I agree. I agree with that. But I'm not a fan of Doki Doki Panic. Sure. I I think it's it's okay. Birdo is one of the first uh, transgender characters. I was just going to mention that. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, Nintendo is all progressive. Accidentally progressive. Accidentally. Because they were also releasing Mike Tyson's Punch Out at the same time, which was super racist. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It evens out. It evens out, I guess. (laughs) Um, But no, Switch Online service, man, it's kind of fooled out now. I, I don't think that there's many games to add to that Nintendo collection. Uh, first party? No. Third party? I, I still think they're lacking. Oh, there's a ton of third party stuff. Yeah. I just mean from their core first party titles. Yeah. I think they got everything I want. And they offered me like online hockey, online baseball, online soccer. Tech Mobile is online. Yeah. Tetris 99 is a separate Nintendo Switch online app. It just feels like time for the SNES launcher. Yeah. That needs to happen soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just need to play more. Uh... Or Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you need, you need to get good. Did I just hear a switch turn on? That's yeah, that's mine. Nice. Okay. I went to I went to see him working. Like, yeah. It was a slightly different tone than like the Game Boy startup sound. I'm yeah, realizing because I thought of that too. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, um. So yeah, we'll do our usual wrap up. 
Go to shacknews.com for your interviews, news, reviews, previews, long reads. Brand new long read today, Icon of Sin. Check it out. It's John, right on the front page. John Romero's Megawad. That's right. Sigil. Boss. Delayed due to a plastic severed head. Right. It happens in the and gaming industry. That's, that's video games in 2019. Yeah. Uh, people are like, why did you post this when it's not out yet? I'm like, because it was delayed. Yeah. And we were ready. Yeah. And I, was like, I already oh. delayed it once. Yeah. It felt like the right time. Yeah. People are going to start wondering, hey, what the hell happened to Sigil? Yeah. And now they'll find now us. They'll know. Yeah. We will be that thing. Uh, so, yeah, go to our website. Go to twitch.tv slash Shaq News to see some streams. Mainly Crabs Gerard. Uh, Chris Gerard streaming these days. He's been kicking ass for us. He was streaming uh, MLB The Show 19. Uh, yeah. And then he I also, tuned in today. He reignited a rivalry. We oh, yeah. made quite the we made quite the character today. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, he he streamed last weekend for Shacklemania. Blake took out yeah. David in a what, grudge match. What? Remember that, David. Remember it. Remember it. Bury it in your skull. I guess I'm you the one who's gonna. You were by your superior. I don't oh, shit. remember that happening. Ooh yeah, well it's what happened when I took you to the mat. Suck a chump. <laughs> Oh, I actually wasn't that's a money right. in the bank match. The... Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, Blake might be cashing in. Yeah, won. it was a money in the bank match. Uh, and then uh, Donovan out of nowhere takes the belt back, like an RKO. Yeah. Uh, that was something else. And yeah. then uh, Kofi oh, Kingston yeah. won. That was pretty cool. Yeah. How about that? That was a great match to watch, man. That was surprising. Yeah. Uh, and then. Yeah, that was about it. And yeah. then we keep getting copyright struck strikes for the wide world keep, of electronic sports. Really? Because we keep we keep showing WWE footage. Yeah, that too. Oh. <laughs> um, but we yeah we keep getting strikes, and we're gonna keep fighting it. Because what the fuck? What's fair use in 2019? Is there such thing? Oh. <sighs> Nothing's fair in 2019. Uh, so yeah. Um, also, we're at Shack News on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Shack News if you're one of the idiots who uses that site every day. <laughs> you probably are because it's super popular. Um, there's also uh, our YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash Shack News Games because the guy who has, who has slash Shack News is a jerk. Uh, we're also YouTube.com slash GamerHub videos. If you want the interview content, go over to GamerHub, gameplay, stream VODs, all that good stuff. I put up a game trader video. Check that shit out over at Slash Shack News Games. Uh, and then I think we're at Shack News Media on Instagram because Greg's weird. Uh, Greg's over in Croatia right now at Reboot Conference. Uh, so shout out to Greg, who's on assignment for us. He's going to be traveling a lot. If you missed it, Sam Chandler went to Rare. Uh, and did a huge, uh, he did like four pieces about what's coming up in the anniversary mm -hmm. update for Sea of Thieves. And a really great interview with Joe Neat uh, and Shelly Preston from Rare. So that was cool. Shaq News actually was invited to Rare nice. in England. Uh, so that was awesome. Uh, check out those things. Uh, <sighs> should I do that thing that I do? Do it. <sighs> it still needs to be said. I know. <laughs> this is actually why Wickus is on the list.
Right. Because he reacted to an article without reading it. It was like, it was that GameStop article. That's what it was. Oh, okay. You know, GameStop stock crashed below $10. Yeah. Actionable signal to sell. In the reply to an article written by me, Asif Khan, he says, I wonder what Asif thinks about this stock. (laughs) In the article. Yeah. I tell you what I think of the stock. (laughs) Your name is on the byline. Yeah. It's uh, I screen capped it. And I'm like, click the link. Yeah. And then several shackers were like, hey, that's your motto. So they hear me. Yeah. So if you're on the internet, and you probably are because you're listening to us through a series of tubes, and say you're on Facebook or Twitter or I don't know, some other place. The the gram. The chatty. Yeah. I see you. Chatty. Shackers. Lurking. coming for you. Yeah. And like you see a headline, click the link before you share it. Click the link before you respond. Actually become a more informed reader and share of information. It makes you not look like an idiot. It prevents being dunked on by the author. Wickis. <laughs> wow. Like, what's he going to do? What's Wickis going to do? No, I'm just saying, you're co- you are in your five-year... I this is no my, fucks to give. Yeah, seriously, out of fucks to give. Yeah. Sorry, gonna call you out for being an idiot. Like you, the article's right there for you. The information you were looking for is right there. You couldn't be bothered to read it. But boy, did you have an opinion of it? Uh huh. You're an idiot. I'm sorry. You're you're part of the problem. If you're not clicking these links, you're not reading things. I'm not talking about monetization to websites. Sure. It helps the people who write the content. If you go read Icon of Sin, that's going to make look David look better. Look how many page views you got. You know, It was cool to see you at the top of our real time today. Like, you was know, I like, up there? Yeah. All right, cool. And like, you see people, because of the new redesign, you see them read through the article. Really? So I want to like, see that. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you. All right. uh, there's like different pages. It's like page two, page three. So you get to see that's people cool. progressing through the, the long read. Even if like we forget about that, it's about yourself. It's about making yourself a more informed person and preventing the sharing of fake news, which is a huge problem these days, you guys. Huge. Huge. Bigly. So click the link, for the love of God. And if you really are top boy, as Chris Gerard would say, go sexy build the cameraman's extra mile and actually vet the information before you share it. I doubt you're going to do that because I'm begging you to click the link. But if you are... One of those rare, awesome people vet the information. Like Lola. Lola would totally do that. Hey, Blake, I wonder what Asif thinks about the sharing of information. I don't internet. know. Maybe he should write an article <laughs> If about only there it. was a way, like something I could listen to to find out. Yeah. Know. It's uh, too bad. Missed the opportunity. There was a link <laughs> I could click on. Too long, didn't listen. Yeah. Too long, didn't read. Too long, didn't watch. You know, the sa- oh boy, let me tell you about saved you a click. Oh, no. Why are people so proud of themselves on social media when they save you a click? Where's that? What is that pride? Are you, are, what value are you adding? Are you, are you excited every time you get a like on Twitter? Do you, how much money do you get from those likes? Yeah. I bet you must be, a, you know, like I got retweeted by Elon Musk. Did I tell you about this? Elon Musk is that when you me? blew up? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. totally an influencer now. Yeah. It's like 1.4 million views on that video. You know what? Like, I didn't get my check. Right. You don't get a check. No. When you get a bunch of retweets from Elon Musk. Right. No checks. 
I just get people from Kazakhstan hitting me up in my mentions every day for the rest of my life. But no internet money. So I'm curious, Mr. Saved You That Click, what are you doing this for? Yeah. What's your end game? At some point, if you're successful, you will have evaporated the internet of all of the websites. Right. And then it'll just be you shouting into Twitter. That's right. About just what? paid protesters. You did about it. what? You did it. You know, so I guess the addendum to my rant is fuck you. Saved you, <laughs> saved you a click. Go fuck yourself. Hey, how do you have so few fucks to give that you would make the title of this episode "No Fucks to Give"? I would. I, I would put an asterisk in fucks. You should. We'll get. You'll get some listeners. Okay, if you do, I'll, I'll call this, this "No Fucks Given." Yeah, and if that was the this name episode. of my crew in Grand Theft Auto. Really? Yeah, Grand Theft Auto Online. It's Mad Dog, Conan, Dan, uh, Landros, Radic. A couple other guys some really top shackers there uh yeah we uh we were the no fucks given crew and yeah i just i you know like what's gonna happen what are we are we worried about losing our shack cast sponsors right like what what we already did lose one yeah but like kebab, <laughs> kebab, kebab and curry yeah we literally lost one we did that happened that totally did happen and Rip. we we lost them because we liked them where, we tried i you know i knew it man when i tried to go to that place i tried to go to that gyro spot blake 8 30 at night and this place is allegedly open till midnight no one was there that's when i knew yeah. i i said i'm done with this place i can't be driving down to lincoln way oh and not get my food i'm also talking about that place in la we ate when we visited obsidian oh remember that because they didn't want us to mention them or something happened oh yeah 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 you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah that restaurant i can't remember the name of it i, I liked it oh no that, that was my favorite restaurant it's a tragedy so i guess two sponsors we're down two sponsors we've yeah, lost two we've lost two damn uh so no, we're we, big time yeah, now. we're we unendorsed we we negatively endorse uh that one place at oh yeah that that texas. piece of crap oh yeah that texas station i'm looking forward to QuakeCon this year so blake can order another open face sandwich or what We're was not that? What was it there. called, Blake? A deconstructed deconstructed sandwich. They deconstructed. Didn't say it was deconstructed on the menu. That's right. Just said it was a sandwich. No, we won't be going there this year, though. No. Hell to the no. No, no, never going back there. I have I have big plans for QuakeCon. We nice. can't talk about them on the show yet, but yeah, you know what's brewing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's the show. If you like this, uh, go to your local podcast facility and tell them how great we are. If you don't like this, tweet at Greg Burke 85 He is our complaints department. Uh, he posted a really great top ten of The Simpsons, if you guys missed that. Yeah, that was uh, cool. That was a really fun one. I need to share that one because I like that. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, check out Blake's review of EDF, uh, Iron Rain. I liked it. I liked it, too. Yay! Do you uh, guys want to play after the after the podcast? You guys want to play? You guys want to? I have. I'm actually doing an appearance myself tomorrow, Blake. So I got to rest up. Oh, my beauty sleep. Doing the reading? Uh, no, I don't like to read, but I'll talk. I'm going to talk. Cool, but no reading. Yeah. Where at? Maslin Public Library. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't been there in like two years, and they're giving me a full table because I have a shitload of books cool yeah nice yeah okay well that's the show 
Blake, are you prepared to sing us a song? Oh. No? I think so. Okay. Let me just, let me just, hold on. Let me get my... Okay. So, everybody, <laughs> go out there and do it for Shaq News. Oh, yeah. Shaq News. Just kill the man. <laughs> Put a shack news to his hand. That seems bad. Shack news now is dead. This seems bad. Shack news. I took a turn. Nothing just begun. But now the podcast is over. We're going away. Shack news. Way the wind Didn't blows. Didn't mean to make you cry. I mean, we talked for almost three fucking hours. Now we're gone. Now we're gone. And it didn't really matter. To me. (laughs) That was great. It started weird, but that was great. (laughs) I love it. Thank you, Blake. (laughs) You're welcome, America. (laughs) 